0: Been since the 2007 season that the Princeton Vikings last made the Ohio High School Athletic Association playoffs. But tonight, they can take a big step towards ending that 11-season drought as they take on Lakota West. Good evening, everybody, from Pat Mancuso Field and Jake Sweeney Automotive Group Stadium. I'm Richard Skinner, along with producer-engineer Zach Waddell. Princeton comes into tonight's game with a 5-3 record overall. Lakota West at 6-2, but more importantly, where Princeton sits in the Harvard Ratings is at number 6 heading into tonight's game. Eight teams in the region make the playoffs, so Princeton would be in if the playoffs started after Week 8, but they don't. But what they can do tonight against Lakota West is take a big step towards staying in that playoff picture with a win. It would improve them to 6-3, and three, and more importantly, they would get a lot of second-level points from Lakota West, which comes into tonight with a record of six wins and two losses. The Harvey Redding's Division I Region 4 look like this on top of them at number one and it's been a pretty firm number one and they've already actually clinched a home game fairfield sits at number one elders two saint xavier three coleraine is four then lakota west five the top four all host first round home games princeton's at six sycamore seven hamilton is eight and walnut hills nine mason ten Lakota east eleven and those are tightly bunched below princeton and sycamore at six and seven And there's some other games tonight we'll look at a little bit later on in the gmc that will factor into the playoff picture as I mentioned, Lakota West comes in with a record of 6-2. Two. The two losses are to two teams that have combined to lose just one game this year. They lost the opener to LaSalle 31-7 in Tom Bolden's debut as Lakota West coach after 12 successful seasons at Cole where he went 132-21. The other loss for West is to still undefeated Fairfield, 33-7. The six wins have come over Centerville 30-15, Hamilton 33-13, Sycamore 28-21, O'Kills 35-0, Mason 14-6, and last week over rival Lakota East by a score of 16-7. to No surprise if you saw Coleraine football over the years. Tom Bolden running that Ashland offense, his team averaging on the season, running the football 183 yards per game and 5.7 yards per carry. But it's the defense that's carried this team. They're holding opponents to less than 200 yards per game and just under 16 points per game. It should be a good one. A lot is on the line here tonight. At Pat Mancuso Field and Jake Sweeney Automotive Group Stadium. And we'll have the play-by-play action coming up in just a little bit. But we'll take a timeout right now when we come back. The superintendent schools of Princeton. Tom Burke is with Rob Ebel with the weekly podcast. That's next, and kickoff is just around the corner. Princeton and Lakota West in a huge playoff ramification game. You're listening to Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, and it's powered by Sidearm Sports. Getting answers. Finding solutions. Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you,
1: everything happened
0: very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions.
1: Taking action. Getting the truth. Local 12
2: News investigates. Welcome into the studios of ESP Media. I'm Rob Ebel with First and 10 with the Superintendent Tom Burton. Every Friday we huddle up with Tom and the latest in Princeton schools. Happy Friday, Tom. Thank you, Rob. Yes,
3: great Friday.
2: We usually uh, produce the show on Thursdays, but uh, I had some uh, conflicts and we moved it to game day. So it's exci- exciting. I'm, I'm glad we're playing uh, Friday this week and not Saturday because uh, sounds like we've got a bunch of rain coming.
3: I'm <laughs> sure dude. Two inches an the hour, they say.
2: Yeah, that, that's, hurricane, that's hurricane rain. That,
3: that is. That's scary. I just hope everybody stays safe and, uh, you know, acts accordingly.
2: Well, let's uh, let's get into the meat and potatoes. Um, you've had a busy week. One of the things I've been following on social media is your community conversation. One of the things we've talked in our eight previous shows is just your involvement in getting out there and and meeting with the uh, community of Princeton City Schools and the business uh, community and just uh, talk to the fans about. Um, the purpose behind the community conversations. I know some of the topics were just letting people know what's going on and then also talking about the upcoming November 5th levy. So let's, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about community conversation.
3: Thanks, Rob. Uh, uh, Yesterday was a a great example of uh, trying to really be transparent and out there and open with the community. We had three separate community conversations yesterday, one in Evendale, one in Springdale, and then one in Lincoln Heights. And you know, what we found in the, the community conversations, people are, people are asking outstanding questions. You know, we're not shying away from the fact that we actually need to get better. We know that. We're being very responsive to the community and most importantly to the students we serve. And so the community conversations, it is about providing a lot of information out there for the community, but it's also to actually hear the concerns that the community has and then also, you know, engage in the community at high levels to see maybe there was a level of involvement that never existed before that would be beneficial for both the community and most especially the students.
2: With the three different um, community conversations, were there, um, were there similarities to the questions from the three different uh, community conversations or were all three vastly different?
3: A lot of people will start with, well, all right, so I understand your levy, what's it going to cost me?
2: Sure. Okay.
3: And so we talk specifically about the need itself, and then we talk about per $100,000 home per month, it's $12.40. Now, that's basically how everybody in the state talks about it. I don't know when it started or how it started, but ultimately, that's how people break it down. So if you have a $100,000 house, it's $12 extra a month, $12.40 extra a month, and then if you have a $200,000 a month, it's right around $25 sure. extra a month. And when you break it down like that, I think people see the value of it, and really what we're talking about is, in most instances, the average house is about 60 cents a day. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you break it down like that, we find that people understand it, and it's really powerful for people uh, to be able to you know afford. And we do recognize that people... Some people are on fixed incomes, and that was a very tough decision, but we would not be asking for opinion if we needed it.
2: Mm-hmm. One of the things, I'm guessing this, because uh, we didn't talk about this, the, the people that show for this, one, they're, they're interested, they're vested, they're concerned. You have to be hearing in these meetings that they're appreciative of you and your staff communicating this information, correct?
3: It will, by and large, when we end the conversation, people, you know, we, we can't always end agreeing that packing levy is the most important thing to do. But by and large, everybody has been very, very appreciative of us being out there and their open candor. Because as I started, um, you know, we know we need to get better. Right. And I think sometimes it shocks people because maybe they think that a superintendent's job is just to spread the good news but we're to Superintendent's job and expect the news. Sometimes the news isn't as good as we want it to be, but we're going to be open and honest and, and address what we have to address.
2: Okay, that's fair. I think everyone will appreciate that. Now, for someone who was unable to make any of the three community conversations and they have a question uh, about the levy, uh, What what it's about, this, that, and the other, uh, what is the best way to find it on the web, Tom, or reach out to anyone on your staff? How would, uh, what, what would be the best way to get that information?
3: Yeah, my cell phone is 440 and anybody can reach me on my cell. Or they can shoot me an email at tburton, D-U-R-T-O-N, at vikingmail.org.
2: Perfect. Well, that, that's out there. Once again, Tom, you can reach Tom at 440-708-4800, and uh, he'll answer your question. Like, he's, like we were saying, uh, you might not like the answer, but he's going to communicate, and uh, Tom is great at doing that and letting everybody know what's going on at Princeton City Schools, and uh, I applaud you for your efforts, my friend.
3: Well, thanks, Rob. I think when people truly understand that the need is real and it is great and the fact that, you know, a lot of people, they, they say that, Jesus, you know, I sent my kid to parochial school, you know, I don't get any money. It's what's a little known fact is $898 uh, flows through us, or we're the fiscal agent that goes to those students uh, that we have to serve by law in parochial schools, believe it or not. The state dollars. Wow. And then on top of that, transportation. So if you add those two things together, actually in those environments, there's more money that's given through the state of Princeton than what we get. So we transport, we provide auxiliary services, we do a lot of that stuff. And then I think when people hear that, they're more likely to understand really what we need to do from a civic perspective is to support a school levy because we're supporting the kids of the community.
2: Yeah. That's outstanding. Well, I I know from an athletic standpoint, one of the things that Princeton City Schools does to give back is they always um, put in for hosting state tournaments, and I was the benefactor of that this week, uh, broadcasting for several other schools within the greater Cincinnati area, and I've... I've beat the the drum many times that Princeton Stadium is uh, the nicest stadium in in the city. And the, the school district doesn't have to put in for that. They don't have to bid for that. But the natatorium, the stadium, the tennis courts are, you know, you guys are bidding for that. And so you're giving back to the community by, you know, hosting all these events. And I think that goes unnoticed as well.
3: Well, we constantly are looking for alternative revenue streams whether it's directly given to the district or in one of our booster programs. So when we host an event, we actually get all the concessions. Right. And all of our personnel are paid for by the state. So there's definitely it's a definitely huge win-win. But in the Jake Sweeney Automotive Stadium, Pat Mancuso Field, we've hosted soccer. We're going to host other events, and we're excited to do so. And renting the field out to... Cincinnati Molar is going to provide some additional revenue for us to be able to do what we should be doing, uh, which is saving money down for down the line when we have to restore the field or get a new field.
2: And one of the other things while I'm on that topic, uh, Joe Tomet and Matt are just incredible, incredible game day operators. Uh, they couldn't be more cordial and responsive to needs of a visiting team or, you know, teams that aren't used to being there and the media. They're they're just great to work with, Tom.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, I really appreciate it. We have great staff, and they, they do a wonderful job working very hard and taking care of things, so.
2: Well, let's uh, turn the the tables to uh, a big football game tonight. It's uh, week nine, and quite frankly, it's a playoff game the way I see it.
3: Oh, it certainly is. It looks like with the computer rankings, we went and we're in. And, uh, you know, kids are fired up, and we've been very focused and looking forward to tonight.
2: Yeah, let's set the tables. Lakota West. Uh, fifth and joe Idol.com right now coming in six and two the vikings host is a six right now at five and three big game as tom mentioned as we get the win uh, tonight we uh, should lock a tournament uh spot in one through eight and then uh, we'll talk about next week next week but the weather's going to be nice tonight if you don't have tickets tickets will be available at the gate if you cannot be at the game we'll be bringing you all the live broadcast uh with uh, Local 12's Richard Skinner at vikenation.org. So tune in, get all the live, live play-by-play. Tom, thanks, as always, for uh, taking the time to reach out to uh, Princeton School School District and the fans. And uh, best of luck tonight. Let's go get a W. Well, thanks, Rob.
3: And you know how I always like to end, but I want to say this. I, we have an ad Viking Diff video program we put on on Twitter. And for those that under know where they can find that, or for people who haven't followed us yet, follow us at, at Vikinggif. And if you look at what this young lady says, you will understand why I always end the way I end by saying "Go Vikes," because she is the cutest young lady, and she is so passionate about our Vikings. So let's get that W tonight, and as always, go Vikes!
2: Thanks, Tom.
0: Back here at Pat Mancuso Field, Jake Sweeney, Automotive Group Stadium. I'm Richard Skinner, along with producer-engineer Zach Guadel. We are about set for kickoff. 6-2 Lakota West, 5-3 Princeton. It is a very nice night. Temperature kickoff is supposed to be about 58 or so degrees. No wind to speak of at all. The American flag off to our right is... Limp as we speak, so that's a good, good, good situation to have. No rain expected till after midnight, so this should be a fine night for high school football. A couple players to feature for Lakota West tonight. Running back David Afari, who's going to Miami. He leads this team in rushing on the season with over almost 800 yards. And, def- and linebacker David Jones, who's going to the University of Cincinnati, the 6'2 senior. They do have a freshman quarterback, Mitch Bolden, son of the head coach Tom Bolden. He's been starting the last handful of games, and we'll get the start again tonight. For Princeton, on the other hand, it looks like Dorian Durham may get the start at quarterback tonight after his fine performance last week against Hills in relief of M.J. Horton. Horton looked like got nicked up on the first series of the game or got pulled. We still don't know, but it was Durham the rest of the way, and he threw a couple of long touchdown passes in that game. Also a big night running from Ari Turner, who had been very seldom used, and only carried it four times all season, went for over 150 yards. And in warm-ups, we saw M.J. Horton lining up as a running back alongside Dorian Durham, so we may see some of that. So we're about set to go. Princeton will receive, they're in their gray uniform, tops and bottoms with red numerals trimmed in white, the red helmets with the Viking insignia on the side, the logo, Lakota West in black uniform pants, white tops with red numerals and red lettering trimmed in black, it'll be Josh Lane to kick it away. Princeton going left to right to start the football game, and the kickoff is away, and it's going to be fielded by D'Angelo Foster back at his nine. Runs ahead 15 20, and he's going to be belted at the 25 and knocked backwards and knocked down as they're on the kickoff coverage doing a nice job. Ben Martin, who will see some on offense at a tight end position. Princeton up front, it's the same offensive line it's been for the most part. Javon Neal is the center, Quincy Hughes at right guard. The right tackle will be Vincent Munlin. At left guard, Brandon Williams, the left tackle, Paris Johnson, let's see who opens at quarterback. We're assuming Dorian Durham, but let's see. It is going to be Durham, and he's going to have Thomas Boyd in the game at running back. They will have a tight end in the game. Tamir Hughes, actually two tight ends. Hughes and Dur- Darian Henry both in there. So double tight end set, one running back from the gun. Wideouts left and right. Here's a turn and missed the handoff. Durham now has to run forward on a busted play. Don't get across the 25 to the 26, might've got a yard. He turned to his right, Boyd went to his left.
4: So not sure the mistake
0: was on, but a busted play and only a gain of a yard on first down for Princeton. So they came out with a power running set with the big defensive tackle. Darian Henry heading to Ohio State at 6'5", 260. And Tamir Matthews at 5'8", 235, also serves as the punter in there with a two-tight end look, and they'll stay with that same alignment. Wideouts left and right. Harris goes wide right. Burkhalter left. Durham has Boyd to his right in the shotgun on second and nine. Takes the snap, play fake, rolls right to throw, throws it deep out. He's got Harris wide open at the 34, makes the catch, turns up field, and gets across the 35 to the 37-yard line. Four, We're not getting enough for the first down. That was a nice pass thrown well before the cut. There to make the tackle, Truman Mason, a quarterback, and help from Isaiah Kalasik, a linebacker. So a first down, a gain of 11 for Princeton to the 37, opening drive of the game. They'll stay with the two tight ends, and again, Wide-outs each way, operating on the hash mark to the right. Boyd lines up directly behind Durham in the gun this time. Durham takes the snap, hands it to Boyd, running off right guard, and he's going to get to the 39, might have got to the 40. And again, Kolosik, the, the linebacker, the made 20 the stop. Give him a gain of two. Princeton going to play some power football. We've seen him with a lot of four wide receiver sets. A lot of jet action this year. But for right now, staying with the two tight ends. This time Boyd lines up to the left of Durham. Again off the hash mark to the right. Wide outs each side. Harris now goes in motion, actually Foster goes in motion left. They'll hand it to him on the jet, going left. Has some running room, cuts it up at the 40. Breaks one tackle and gets to the 45 and maybe the 46. They'll be stopped just short of the first down. Is there to make the tackle with Silas Walters. For Lakota West, it'll be a yard shy of the first, it'll be second down, and or make it third and one. So Foster lined up as a wide receiver that time and got on the jet sweep going left. Foster will again come wide right. burke goes wide left, Two tight end, look on third to yard, Boyd the big back, 230 pounds to the left of Durham in the shotgun. Looks at a five-man front, takes the snap, hands it to Boyd, angles off right tackle, first down and more, across the 50, 45 and into Lakota will eat West territory down to the 43-yard line before he got sandwiched and chopped down by William Barber, along with Noah Smith, one of the linebackers, but not before he rips off a big gainer. He just came off right tackle, and what a nice job on the block over there by Big Vincent Munlin. He just caved in that whole side of that Lakota West defense. First down, Princeton from the 42 of West on the opening drive. Again, two tight ends, wide outs each way. Here's a hand, Boyd, runs straight ahead, big hole, across the 40, inside the 35, breaks the tackle, 30, 25, cuts back to the right across the 20, trying to get out of one more tackle, can't do so, as he's finally brought down at the 20-yard line, Pickup of 22 yards. There to finally bring him down was Hunter Anderson. And it's a first down, Princeton, and they're doing this on the ground other than the one early throw from Durham. Staying with the power set. Off the hash mark to the right. Hand off Boyd. Looking to come out to the right outside. And he is going to be cut down in the backfield. Nice job of getting very low. Boyd goes 230 pounds. He is extremely strong. But Noah Smith did a good job to get him low and slow him down. And then some teammates came and polished him off. They'll give him back to the line of scrimmage. So officially no gain for Boyd on first and ten. And now Boyd will go out. And I believe Ari Turner will come in at the running back spot. Boyd again. 230 pounds, 6'1". Turner just 5'7", 140, more of the scat-back type. He lines up to the right of Durham in the gun, looks at wideouts each way, second and 10 from the 20. Takes the snap, throws a slant, caught by Burkholder, topped up in the air, almost intercepted. It was broken up as getting a hand in there to knock it away was Hunter Anderson, and then diving to try to intercept it, almost coming up with it on the tip drill was Truman Mason, the safety man. So now third and ten, and Princeton will now take both tight ends out and go with the four-wide receiver package. Like to get something out of this drive. It's been a good one, but now faced with a third and ten at the Lakota West 20. They played just shy of four minutes of this opening quarter. Burke-Halter goes wide left. They'll send the three receivers out to the right. Turner's one up, so they go with an empty backfield. Actually, they'll go four receivers to the right. So a total empty backfield, Durham takes the snap, drops the throw, looking, fires over the middle, got a man down at the five, it's Rob Foster, he'll go in for the touchdown and make it Matthews. Javar Matthews. Matthews was in that cluster of receivers to the right. He ran a deep in route down about the four yard line, caught it on the run and a perfect throw from Dorian Durham. And I'm just telling you this offense with Dorian Durham and quarterback is much more diverse. That was a great throw on third and 10. They get 20 yards in the touchdown. Now Michael Everson to attempt the point after with Durham holding. Snap is low, Durham gets it down. The kick by Everson is on its way, and it is good. So Princeton, on its opening drive, marches 75 yards. They get a 20-yard touchdown pass from Dorian Durham to Jamar Matthews with 8.19 to go in the first quarter. It's Princeton 7, Lakota West nothing. This is Princeton Vikings
5: football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. At Robert Half, we know finding the right employees is a job in itself, and it's a job we love. You see, Robert Half isn't just a staffing firm, we're people. People who believe in finding the right people to fit your company's needs. Because employees who are a good fit are more productive, more engaged, Finding a great candidate isn't easy, but at Robert Half, we know it's possible. Robert Half, the experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Learn more at roberthalf.com/radio. Back at Pat Mancuso Field, Jake
0: Sweeney Automotive Group Stadium, Princeton on its first drive marches 75 yards for a touchdown on a defense that the last three weeks has shut out O'Kills, gave up six points to Mason give up seven last week to Lakota East. Here's Everson to kick it away. It's gonna be fielded at the 10 yard line, running right across the 15, 20, and breaking a tackle at the 23 yard line. Still on the feet to the 25 is the return man, Aaron Boyd. And Lakota East with that option offense will start first and 10 from its own 26. This Princeton defense has been, was well, tough to run on earlier in the year, actually is given up some yards against some of the better teams on the schedule, but still comes in averaging allowing 155.8 yards per game, rushing just 4.3 yards per rush. It's been a very difficult team to pass on. Opposing teams passing for just 84.8 yards per game, completing just 41% of their passes, eight interceptions and only three touchdowns allowed. This option offense is one that averages 183 yards per game on the ground. And the freshman Mitch Bolden, the son of the coach Tom, opens at quarterback. He's got a very seldom used running back who we was watching in pregame. Aiden Miller's been lining up at fullback. David Afari, they were lining up as a wing a lot of times. Well, actually, Bolden's going to go with an empty set here on first down. He's got three receivers to his left in a very tight bunch. I mean, they're about a yard outside the tight end on that side. And one receiver, Afari out to the right. Not sure what we're waiting on here. And now we're ready to play. So here we go. First play for Lakota West from its own 26 after... Princeton's quarter, here's Afari in motion going left. They handed it to him on a jet sweep, trying to get to the outside. Can he bounce? it? he does so across the 25 to the 30. And that's going to be a decent gainer, about five or so yards before John Harris ran him out with help from the secondary down by Caleb Crawford. Down. So a gain of about five. So Afari lined up on the wing and came in motion, or actually as a receiver. So he continued to line up. Aiden Miller at the fullback spot. Wing back each way, one wide out, wide right. Bolden in the shotgun. Actually, really more the pistolers. Afari goes in motion, going right. They hand it to the fullback coming through and getting up to the 32-yard line for Todd Harding was able to knock down Aiden Miller. Miller on the season. Came in carrying just 12 times for 46 yards. Afari leads his team, 167 rushes for 792 yards. Mitch Bolden, the quarterback, next with 219 yards. So Miller, who's lined up at fullback, in what normally is a very fullback-friendly offense, hasn't carried it a whole lot. It's so only a gain of one, third and four. Wing backs each way, Afari lined up on a wing left. Here's Bolden in the gun, in the pistol, takes the snap. He's going to hand it off, trying to get straight ahead is Smith, and he's not going to get there. There's a penalty flag flies, as I think Princeton's going to get caught for a face mask here. They stopped him at the 34-yard line, two yards shy of the first down. Joshua Younger. Darian Henry, John Harris, Christian Kilgus-Dixon all there to make the tackle, but let's see what the penalty flag is. I think it's gonna be a face mask, personal foul face mask, so 15-yard variety. So Princeton had them stopped, and the one thing that's reared its ugly head throughout this season is major penalties at bad times, and this is another one of those. 15-yard mark off will give Lakota West a first down up at its own 48-yard line. We've played a little over five minutes. Of this first quarter. Princeton leading 7-0 and should be getting the ball back, but they're not. Double wings each way, wide receiver tight to the right now. Afari goes in motion to the left, Bolden takes it, he's going to roll left looking to throw, sets his feet, guns a pass, it's caught at the 43-yard line and all the way inside the 40 goes Kurt Riesenberg. As Mitch Bolden on the money with that bullet. They're in a hurry up mode bolden on the season 19 of 44 passing 396 yards so well under 50% but he threw a strike on that pass first down for West at the Colerain 38 now lining up way wide right Caleb Rao who's been a quarterback at times this year double wing backs each way bolden in the pistol Afari goes in motion behind going right. They're going to run the option going that way. Pitch it back to Afari inside the 35. And he spun forward inside the 30. And very near the first down to the 28. As grabbing him and Leroy slinging him forward down. was Leroy Bowers. That's and base, that's going to be enough down. for another Leroy Lakota Leroy West first down to the Princeton. They'll mark at the 27 yard line. So Lakota West down, trying to Leroy answer the Princeton Leroy. touchdown. Rao doesn't even join the huddle. He stands way out to the right. But that actually is the short side of the field. They're on the hash mark to the right. Riesenberg on a wing right, Afari on a wing left. And again, the fullback, Aiden Miller, behind Bolden, who's in the pistol. Claps his hands, Afari goes in motion, going right, dropping to throw is Bolden, looking right, throwing right, got a man, it goes through his hands on a diving attempt. Down at about the 19-yard line was Riesenberg. That ball was, a little three, mustard on it, maybe a little too much. As Riesenberg had broken open, the throw was actually a pretty decent one, but it had a lot on it, Riesenberg couldn't catch it. So the incomplete pass will make it second and ten, Princeton from the or second and ten, Lakota West from the Princeton 27-yard line. Send Riesenberg in a slot to the right. He and Rao out that way. The short side of the field. Afari on a wing left. Holding the gun. Now Afari goes in motion, going right. They're going to run an option going right. Pitch it to Afari, the trail man. He gets to the 25 and not much for well, he actually slipped the tackle there. He got hit initially, and the player who hit him. Very slow to get up,
4: Not sure that was. I cannot
0: catch a number, because he's got his back turned, or his side turned. That was Kevin Suttles who came up to lay a wallop on him, but Suttles is the one slow to get up. He stays in though. They'll gain it down to the 22, make it third and a long four from there. Again, slot right, short side of the field, Afari on a wing left, he goes in motion behind. Here's a bad snap, it is loose, and Bolden picks it up, it's still loose, it's trapped. let's see who's got it. Princeton's got it. So Bolden could not handle the snap and Princeton comes out of there. John Harris was the man who picked it up and Princeton gets a turnover. At the Vikings 27 yard line. So even if Weston recovered, they'd have been faced with a fourth and long, but as it is, they won't get a chance to face that fourth and long. Princeton will get it up seven, nothing on its own 27 yard line. Thomas Boyd will be the running back to start things. They're gonna go with that power set. Look, nope, they're gonna go with a slot this time. So just the one tight end, Matthews in. Burkholder goes to the left, the short side of the field. Slot to the right. It's Matthews and Harris that way. Boyd to the right of Durham and the gun. Now Matthews goes in motion, going left. Boyd gonna to drop to throw. Throwing it deep up the right side. It's well covered, and it's caught by Harris anyway at the 45-yard line. Well, he made a couple of catches last week Had that 99-yard touchdown, 98-yard touchdown reception. That was just a jump ball that was thrown up, and he just got cut in front of the corner, William Barber. They're going to take Barber out after that play, Lakota West will. As Dan, or actually, is Alex Safari comes in for him. So first down on the big completion, down to the West, 45. As Matthews goes in motion, going right, handoff Boyd off right tackle, big hole, inside the 40, 35 to the 30, and he's brought down at the 27-yard line. Alex Safari missed saved the touchdown. But Thomas, boy, they're finding some big holes off that right side and behind Vincent Mundlin. That goes all the way to the 27 for a 15-yard pickup and a first down. Princeton is. We're just under five minutes to go in the opening quarter. Vikings already up 7 nothing, in driving. Slot right. This time, that's the short side as they operate on the hash mark to the right. Halter wide left by himself. Down motion goes Matthews right to left. Durham drops the throw. Pump fakes. Wants to see a one for the end zone for Harris. Just a hair too far. He broke open late, Afari had pretty good coverage. There was some help back there as well from Truman Mason. Durham just lobbed it a hair too far, incomplete. Tamir Matthews will go out. Darian Henry will come in to replace him as a single tight end. D'Angelo Foster in and Jamar Matthews out. So both Matthews come out here. Second and 10 Princeton from the West 27-yard line. Not out of the huddle yet, but still 20 on the play clock. Rodney Harris wide right. Foster will join him in a slot. Burkhalter wide left, the tight end Henry set to the left. Out of the shotgun. Here's Durham, fakes a handoff, drops the throw, sets his feet. Going to fire it towards the end zone. He's got a man down there, Foster! Touchdown, Princeton! What a throw from Dorian Durham! He lobbed that perfectly to the right corner of the end zone for D'Angelo Foster. And Dorian Durham, I'm just telling you, this offense with him at quarterback is a much, much different unit. MJ Horton is a terrific athlete and runner, but he is nowhere near the passer Dorian Durham is. Horton leads his team in rushing on the season still. And again, I saw him in warmups lining up some at running back, so we may see that at some point. But for now, Durham's thrown two TDs. Here's Everson's extra point try with Durham holding on the way, and it is just inside the left upright and good. Princeton's had the football twice. They've scored touchdowns on both occasions. And with 419 to go in this opening quarter, with perhaps a chance to clinch a playoff berth or take a huge step towards getting one, it's Princeton 14, Lakota West nothing. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
2: EBCO Pavement Services, LLC, has been doing commercial asphalt, concrete, and ceiling work since 1962 in the tri-state area. Our valued customers include Home Depot, United Dairy Farmers, CB Richard Ellis, Town Properties, and Fifth Third Bank, to name a few. We strive to provide professional service, communication, and project management for all of your commercial concrete and pavement maintenance needs. Go Abco Pavement Services.
0: 14-0 Princeton back here at Pat Mancuso Field, Jake Jake Sweeney Automotive Group Stadium, Richard Skinner. With our producer engineer, Zach Waddell. It'll be set to kick it away. Hayden Combs, he does the kickoff duties. It'll be Alec David Afari to the far side, Aaron Boyd to the near side. Here's the kickoff. It's a very high, short one. It'll be fielded by an upback at the 27-yard line. And he is going nowhere as Sterling Burkhalter came down to just bury Silas Walters in his tracks almost. He got it up to around the 30. Maybe they gave him the 31 as forward progress, but that's just a four-yard kickoff return. And what a great job covering by the wide receiver, Sterling Burkhalter. Burkhalter. So Princeton up 14-0, facing an option-oriented offense that doesn't want to throw it, wants to throw it when it wants to. And still very early. Certainly too much so to get out of your game plan completely if you're Tom Bolden, but his freshman son, quarterback, finds himself in a hole now. Down 14-0. They put a slot to the right. Afari on a wing left, and now they're going to switch. Afari's going to come and run in the backfield. They're going to put Aiden Miller on a wing left, and now they're going to switch everybody around. They, they go strong and weak side with their linemen, so everybody has to flip. The receivers also come left. Now Afari goes wing right. They just flip the whole formation over. First down play, West, here's the snap. Hand off Miller to the fullback. Tries to angle off the right side, and they're going to get another face mask as he breaks the tackle as Jaheem Thomas clearly grabbed the face mask. That's going to be another 15-yarder, the second one. One of Lakota West's offensive linemen. Guard Cole Barella in a little bit of pain at the moment, shaking his arm. I think he's going to come out. Yeah, he comes out nicked up, and coming in to replace him at that guard spot will be Aaron Thomas. And now another now Princeton player down has taken a knee at the 36 yard line so they'll mark off the personal foul they've had and neither one of those were bad calls they were spot on with both of them that was an easy one their flags came from everywhere you could clearly see that'll be marked all the way into princeton territory at the 49 yard line trying to check and see who the injured player is i don't think it's a lineman it's like a smaller player it's going to be yep it's going to be the defensive back Jaden scarborough has had a great season so he's going to come off With a, actually he's got the arm, uh, they're actually extending his right arm. He is walking off under his own power, but looks in a lot of pain. So Scarborough goes out, at least for the time being, and maybe longer. That would be disappointing because he's had a really good season. So it'll be first down Lakota West at the Princeton 49-yard line. Still 4:05 to go, opening quarter, 14 nothing Princeton. If you just joined us, two Dorian Durham touchdown passes. He picked up where he left off last week, throwing dimes. Five, so first down as we resume action, off the hash mark to the right, they put a slot to the right, the close side of the field. Afari on a wing left, of the lone running back. Out of the pistol, now Afari goes in motion right. They run the option, leave it off for the fullback. Big hole Miller inside the 30 and down to the 25 and tackle forward to the 24-yard line. John Harris, Kevin Suttles there to make the tackle, but not before a big gainer on first down. They'll mark it at the 35 actually, not the 34. So a first down for West. West drove down to the Princeton 27 and had a first down on their first possession, but on the third down play on a tough snap, Freshman quarterback Mitch Bolden fumbled it, and John Harris recovered for Princeton. There's Afari going in motion right. Again, the option series. Leave it off for the fullback, and he just takes the big tackle Harding for a ride down to the 30. That's hard to do. Todd Harding goes 6'2", 300 pounds. And Miller. Aiden Miller goes 5'10", 200. He's just a sophomore, but showed some good burst there as he gets 5 down to the 30. West trying to. Creep back in it here on the second drive of the game. They've got Riesenberg and Caleb Rau, again, a former quarterback outright, short side of the field. They're on the hash mark that way. Afari, the leading rusher on this team on a wing left. Miller, the lone running back. holding the gun, now Afari goes in motion right. They're gonna run an option that way, Hand it off to the fullback, leave it off to Miller. And he just takes the pile with him down to the 26. It'll be about a yard shy of the first down. A third and very manageable, third and a yard for Lakota West. Inside three minutes to go in the opening quarter. The whole team really doesn't huddle. They just kind of gather in mass and look over at the sideline. Same formation. Now, actually, they're going to go double wings. Riesenberg comes to the wing right. There's Bolden. Sends Afari going right. Here goes the handoff to the fullback. Got the first down and more inside the 25 to the 20. And down to maybe the 19-yard line, Darian Henry.
4: That run was by number and actually, in there
0: playing defense. Is that Paris Johnson in there?
4: Sure, is. Paris Big Paris Johnson
0: playing, Johnson playing some defense tonight. 6'8, 290 Throwing pound left tackle who's heading to Ohio State. Shows you the importance of this game against the running team playing Paris Johnson on defense as well. First down from the 19. Afari goes in motion right. They run an option that way. Hand it to the fullback, and nothing doing as he got chased down from behind. As he tried to angle off to the left, Leroy Bowers ran him down for maybe a gain of a yard to the 19. Good play by Bowers from the backside. He came unblocked. The fullback, instead of hitting it up inside on the option play, tried to angle it off left tackle, and Bowers just too fast for it. So the ball now centered up. They'll go with a very tight slot to the right, barely outside. Actually, they're going to go with yeah, two receivers that way. Afari on a wing left, and now they'll put Smith on a wing right. So no running back behind Bolden, who's in the pistol formation on second and nine. Now Afari goes in motion, handed to him on a sweep going right, and not much there as he tried to turn it in, doing a good job setting the edge. Jaheim Thomas, the linebacker, heading to UC. And when he cut it in, Thomas set the edge and then was able to make the tackle down at the 16-yard line. So that'll make it third. And we'll call it six for Lakota West as we approach a minute to go opening quarter. Princeton bent on its first drive, came up with a turnover. It's bent so far on this drive, and now trying to get a stop here on third down. Riesenberg route to the right. And they're off that hash mark to the right, to so the close side of the field. Now Riesenberg's going to come to a wing right. Afari on a wing left. Miller behind. Bolden, the freshman quarterback in the shotgun on third and six. Claps his hands. They send it far in motion right. Fakes a handoff. Throws a pass and nobody home. Tried to hit Riesenberg on an out route and probably a little impatient. That's a freshman quarterback. He's got great skills. Can run it. See his arm, but not exactly patient that time. Probably needed Riesenberg to get out of his break. And instead, it goes incomplete. And they're going to kick a field goal. It'll be... Josh Lane, who on the season has a couple, as long as 27 yards. This will be a 33-yarder off the hash mark to the right. The holder is Silas Walters, trying to get Lakota West on the board. Snap a good one, hold a good one. Lane swings his right leg into it. End over end kick is up, and it is good. So Princeton's defense spent for a second time, but only gave up three. And with 40 seconds to go here in this opening quarter, it's still Princeton 14. Now Lakota West 3. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
2: Enjoying tonight's broadcast but missed the first 30 minutes? No need to worry. Appointment listening for all ESP Media broadcasts can be found at SoundCloud.com backslash ESP Media or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Search for ESP Media. Appointment listening by ESP Media, since 2010.
0: Welcome back here on a very nice night for high school football, especially when you consider it's week nine. 40 seconds to go, opening quarter. Lakota West just got on the board on a 33-yard Josh Lane field goal. Princeton still leading it 14-3 and about to get it for the third time on the night. As Lane will kick it off, back deep for the Vikings. To the far side is D'Angelo Foster. To the near side, Leroy Bowers. Lane moves on the football. It's away a nice end-over-end kick that Foster's going to field at the 11 one straight ahead now angles right across the 15 20 trying to get outside to the 25 makes a cut at the 30 and spins his way up to the 32 maybe 33 and almost got away he did up the sideline and then stepped out of bounds D'Angelo Foster never went down right as he just yeah, kept know, his legs moving like a whirling dervish And he got himself some extra yardage on that return great job by Foster mark it at the 38 where he finally went out of bounds and Princeton trying to make it three for three on drives and touchdowns. And Dorian Durham has just made a world of difference offensively at the quarterback spot. 29 seconds to go in the quarter. Off the hash mark to the right, two receivers go that way. Burkhalter wide left by himself. Boyd to the left of Durham in the gun. Takes the snap, hands it off to Boyd, angling right. And he's gonna get contacted in the backfield and shoved backwards. Good job defensively that time up front as they got some pretty good penetration did Lakota West, and there to start shoving him back was Jake Kiefer. Initially, give him a gain of a yard to the 39, and that's gonna be the final play here of a very good first quarter for Princeton as they try to take a big, big step tonight towards ending an 11-season playoff drought. Time runs out in the first quarter, and after one quarter of play, it's Princeton 14, Lakota West three. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports
2: budget door of Cincinnati has you covered we specialize in repair and installation of commercial doors security gates and dock levelers with affordable rates 24-hour commercial service and free replacement quotes budget door can help you with any of your dock or door projects have an issue with your home garage door or opener budget door can help with that too servicing the tri-state area for over 30 years budget door offers quality service at a budget price call 513-851-6644 to schedule your door repair or replacement today
0: Welcome back here as we start quarter number two from Pat Mayancuso Field, Jake Sweeney Automotive Group Stadium, Richard Skinner with producer engineer Zach Waddell. Nice turnout tonight across the way from the Lakota West folks who've come down. Surprisingly, Zach and I talking really just moments before kickoff, it's filled in a little bit on the Princeton side, but not the crowd I, I would have expected for a game of such magnitude. Thanks to Dan Wright with stats as always, just handing us the first quarter stats. Princeton with 149 yards total offense to 70 for West. Dorian Durham, 4 of 6 passing for 86 yards, and Thomas Boyd with 55 yards rushing. Here's Durham under pressure, throws a pass that barely got to the line of scrimmage or did it. If it did not, that's going to be grounding. He was all the way back at the 20-yard line. They're going to say that he got it back to the line of scrimmage, but Boyd, not by much.
4: For number 21, Princeton number four, 63 so. yards 69. rushing, 86
0: passing. West 56 rushing, 14 passing. Well, Princeton gets a break there. That could have all been grounding for sure, but instead it'll be third and nine. Princeton from its own 39. Harris and Foster go wide right. Matthews and burke called to the left now matthews goes in motion to the right the close side durham takes the shotgun snap drops the throw wants to set up the middle screen does so as a receiver across the 40 45 50 it's foster to the far sideline 40 cuts inside at 35 30 cuts back outside and falls down to bounds at the 25 yard line and it himself but there is a penalty flag boy that was well designed well set up and d'angelo foster was flying? or Actually, that was Ari Turner. Excuse me. Who was flying? He was in there at running back. Now let's see where they marked this from, because it was pretty far down field where the flag was thrown. It's down around the 35-yard line. That should be a first down. Still no signal from the official yet. The referee yet. This should be a first down, Princeton. I would assume. Let's see what the call. No, they're going to wave the flag off. So they wave the flag off. By so it was Ari Turner on the screen pass. They had the scat yeah. back in the game, ran all the receivers off, and then just popped him out. He made a great run down to the 25-yard line. So a first down for Princeton at the West 25 on the third and nine screen pass completion that got the Vikings 36. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. Boyd to the left of Durham, and the shotgun looks at a five-man front. Nice into man motion going right, handed off the boyd straighthead. Big hole inside the 20. 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Thomas Boyd. Just ran a trap right up the middle off the left garden center. And Thomas Boyd goes almost untouched. 25 yards and a Princeton touchdown. The Vikings have had it three times. They've scored touchdowns three times.
4: Number
0: seven, Thomas Boyd. We well, played 36 seconds of the second quarter. And it's 20-3 to three, Princeton with Mike Leverson trying to add the extra point. It's snapped. The hold is down. The kick is blocked. As coming through to get a piece of it and block it was Garen Carter. So the extra point try fails on the block. But Princeton's offense so far, far from failing. They're perfect. Three possessions. Three touchdowns. With 11-24 to go in the first half. It's now Princeton 20 Lakota West 3 you're listening to princeton vikings football from esp media and it's powered by sidearm
2: sports creating beautiful smiles every day that is what we do at Casinelli shanker and baker orthodontics these board certified orthodontists treat both children and adults and use traditional braces clear ceramic brackets and a visalign to meet their individual patient needs with offices conveniently located in westchester and blue ash They provide flexible payment options, convenient hours, and high-quality care. For a free new patient exam, contact cassinelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics at 513-777-7060.
0: This Princeton Vikings team tonight looks like a team determined to snap that playoff drought at 11 straight seasons. They are off to an impressive start, leading 20-3. With Dorian Durham playing quarterback. Here's Cobbs to move on the football to kick it away. Sends this one deeper this time. It's going to be fielded by Boyd back at the 12. Runs ahead to 15-20, and he's going to be sandwiched across the 25. Got to the 26-yard line. They're down there to make the stop, I believe was Jamel Wimpy. Now see if this Princeton defense can't get a nice three and out here. The way the offense is humming, get them the ball back as soon as you can.
4: take
0: Again, West not a team that wants to play from behind. They don't throw it much. Of course, Tom Bolden, great success at Coleraine with that option offense. Has it here. They've only thrown 84 passes through eight games this season. That's barely ten a game. And they want to throw it when they want to throw it, not when they have to. His son, the freshman, Mitch Bolden, in the shotgun at quarterback, really the pistol. He's got wing backs each way, Afari on the wing left. Now he sends a man in motion, Riesenberg going right, he gets the hand, or going left further, he gets the handoff, and he's gonna be smothered right at the line of scrimmage as he tried to cut up field there. About five or six great-shirted Princeton defenders 22. there.
4: Reasonberg.
0: Might have got a yard I to the 27, on depending 25. on the spot, but Princeton doing a good job swarming that one.
4: Second down, 45
0: actually give him nothing they actually marked it after the kickoff at the 27 not 26 as i thought so give him no gain so second and ten lakota west from its own 27 on the hash mark to the left rouse out that side the receiver they usually put him to the close side of the field Riesenberg on a wing left afari on a wing right Bolton in the pistol afari goes in motion they run the option going left leave it off for the fullback and up to the 30 and maybe the 31 yard line goes Aiden miller and he only carried 12 times coming into tonight he's probably carried
4: that's his nine. first carry of this quarter. $200. He carried it
0: eight times in the third first count. quarter. That's his ninth carry of the game already. But a short gainer up to the 31. We'll make it third and six. Princeton's gotten hit with a couple of face mask penalties, one that kept the drive alive. See if they can get a stop here and get off the field. They have this time Rao out wide right, but he's not very wide. Just about two yards outside the tackle on that side. Double wings. Zafari now goes in motion, going right. Bolton takes the snap, rolls right to throw, in some trouble, eludes one man, fires a pass over the middle, intercepted at the 35, and it's going to be picked off and down right away. Christian Kilgis Dixon stepped right in front of the intended receiver, Rao. Bolton never saw it, I'll be honest, I never saw it.
4: That by win- win by number 25,
0: and Princeton will have it on the Lakota West 36 yard line, already up 20 to 3. We played barely two minutes of this second quarter. See if Princeton goes for the kill shot here. They put the acrobatic Rodney Harris Jr. wide right, the open side of the field. Halter left, and inside him in the slot is Jamar Matthews. We'll actually go double slots. Foster's in a slot right. The lone running back, Boyd, to the right of Durham, in the shotgun on first down, takes the snap. Rolling right, they're going to run a reverse. Coming back the other way. It is wide open. It's Foster, 20 to the 15, sidesteps a man there. He's finally knocked out of bounds at the 11-yard line. They ran the reverse to D'Angelo Foster coming back from right to left. It was Hunter Anderson who saved the touchdown for Lakota West. But a gain of 24 yards to the the West 12-yard line. And This Princeton offense, which has been, at times, very much a work in progress, is humming so far tonight. Knocking on the door for another score. Two receivers right, one to the left. Now a motion goes. Matthews going left-handed to Boyd, coming straight ahead, breaks through one tackle, trying to get outside at the 10 and cannot do so. He's gonna be snowed under at about that the 11-yard line.
4: Yard
0: the line. Broke through one way. tackle, but there to gang tackle him and finally make the stop. Noah Smith, Truman, Mason call it no game. They actually mark it at the 12-yard line. Thought he had gotten to the 10 when he finally got shoved back. Second down and 10 for Princeton at the 12. Clock approaching nine minutes to go in the first half. Princeton 20, Lakota West three. Vikings fourth possession of the game. They scored touchdowns on the first three. On the hash mark to the right, they send Burke Halter way wide left. He's outside, up out by the numbers. Harris, Foster, go to the right in a slot. Ari Turner back in there as a running back to the left of Dorian Durham in the shotgun. Now they send a man in motion going left, and it's sent a Turner going right. Turner skips through some traffic at the 10, shifts his way down to the five yard line as he spins his way there. Nice moves again by Ari Turner. That run was by number 30, Orion Turner. And it was Noah Smith who made the stop. By number 14, we'll mark it at the five yard line, so it'll be third and three as Thomas Boyd, the bigger back, comes in. Turner goes out. This could be four down territory here for Princeton. On the hash mark to the right, Burke goes wide left, Harris wide right. Two tight ends in the game now. Boyd, the big running back to the left of Durham in the shotgun. Thuram takes the snap, hands it to Boyd, runs straight ahead, breaks through a tackle, still trying to move, and the pile takes him down to close to the first down, it'll depend on the spot. He's down around the three, might have gotten to the two. Number seven, Thomas Boyd. I think he's going to be a hair shy. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
4: Looks
0: like they are going to go for it here on fourth down down and very short at the the three yard line. They're gonna bring the big beef in the game here. They call it the heavy set. Todd Harding, 6'2", 300-pound defensive tackle will come in. They usually line him and Henry up as fullbacks. Play clock down to 15. Mike Daniels may need a timeout. I think that's what he's gonna do. He's just gonna let the clock run down and then take a timeout here. Just got a hard time. Harding was on the sideline with the defense. Henry was already in the game, but Harding was with the defense and took him a little bit to hear the call. By the time he came out, play clock winding down, and now Mike Daniels takes a timeout. We'll keep it here with 7.14 to go in the first half. Princeton 20, Lakota West 3. It'll be fourth and about a yard from the three-yard line of Lakota West. West has turned it over two times in this first half. Mitch Bolton, the quarterback, on a kind of a tough snap to catch out of the pistol. Fumbled it away. John Harris recovered, and then... This drive was jump-started by Christian Kilgis Dixon jumping in front of a bolden pass and intercepting at the west 36-yard line. Princeton will have it fourth. And about one from the three. got to get to the two for the first down. And the ball literally is right about at the three-yard line. So this is almost, actually, it's maybe just inside of it. We'll say about a full yard to get. See if they stay with that jumbo package. What they'll do is they'll line up Henry... And Harding is fullbacks, sure kind of a power eye set, and Boyd will be the eye back.
4: Also, seeing Ravalea. them sneak in that
0: situation with just Harding and Henry pushing from behind with their size. This is by That's how media. they got that winning from touchdown Friday, in to the 50 10 50 seconds 50 to go. M.J. Horton sneaking 50 it in against Lakota East earlier this season. And it was so fourth and a yard. 80. Harding and Henry are in. See where they line him up. Henry can play tight end. They line him up there some, but I think he'll line up as a fullback here. He will. Boyd the tailback. Durham's going to go under center. Fourth and a yard. Turn. Hand it to Darian Henry. Running off left guard. I don't think he got there. Depends very much on the spot. They went with the handoff to Darian Henry. And I think Lakota West stopped him. And they did. Big stop for Lakota West on fourth and a yard
4: as Darian Henry was stuffed.
0: Firebirds will take over first down. So they went with the handoff to Henry. He scored a touchdown in that set earlier this season, I believe, against Milford, if memory serves. But here they stuff him on fourth and a yard. And so with 7-9 to go in the first half, big stop for Lakota West. They were about to get blown out of this place. But they've got a long way to go. They started their own three, and they really been aided by penalties when they've moved it they had some run by the fullback let's we'll see if this defense can bow up and make another stop from the pistol gafari behind bold bold takes the snap hands to afari angles left doesn't get much maybe the four and that's all there to make the stop kevin Suttles up from, from the secondary And Suttles is the one that came up to make the tackle give a yard ball. to the four that's all. West players looking at the sideline. Rao comes wide left, the short side of the field. Afari going to stay in there at the running back spot in place of Aiden Miller who carried it a bunch in this game so far. Actually kind of an offset eye. Bolden in the shotgun, takes the snap. Look like a man went early, handed off to Afari off left guard. He comes across the five to the seven. And he's brought down right there. Got not much more out of that. John Harris. That and Suttles again up from the secondary, make the tackle. So so even the though Princeton didn't John score on that last drive, you get a stop here, you got a chance for a great field position and a chance to maybe march down and get that score. It'll be down for the third ball. and about six from the seven-yard line. Two receivers go right, Riesenberg and Rao. Afari going to actually line up wide left. Bolden in the pistol, has Miller to his left, takes the snap, drops to throw, throws a quick screen out to the right to Riesenberg, makes the catch at the five, cuts inside at the 10, and they pile him up, I think just short of the first down at about the 11, maybe 12-yard line. And I think Darian Henry got hurt on the play. Jaheem Thomas, who made the stop, there's a player for Princeton writhing in pain on the ground, I think that's Henry. He'll be a yard short of the first down. It'll be fourth and a yard with 5.30 to go here in the first half. Henry. Henry got hit from the side. Not sure where he got hit, but he is. Keeps rolling back and forth on the ground in pain. Maybe it's just one of those temporary pains that you know you can shake off, but hurts like all get out at the moment. Jaden Scarborough, by the way, who got hurt a little earlier for Princeton, I see him. Looks like his. Pads are off for the night. He might even have his right arm in a sling. Henry going to get helped up. I think he's going to be okay. They help him up. And he is going to walk off under his own power. That might have been one of those places you get hit where you don't want to get hit, if you know what I mean. And that's why he was rolling around in the paint. He was rolling around. Now fixing that uh, that area of his of his person, if you will, as he walked off the field. So again some pain there for darian henry but i think he'll be okay and it'll be fourth and one for west from its own 12 yard line you would assume they will punt afari the running back is the punter so they could always run a fake out of that if they want i can't imagine they will the team's already down 20 to three would hate to give princeton great field position but let's see what they do are they going to bring the offense back out i think they are fourth and a yard for lakota west from its own 12-yard line, down 20-3, to and they're going to go for it. At least they're lining up. Maybe go with the hard count here. Bolton goes under center on this fourth down play. Sends a man in motion. Yeah, they're just going to go with the hard count. Bolton tried to get him to move. Nobody moved. They sent a man in motion. Everybody for Princeton standing still. Play clock is down to nine. They may take a timeout here any second. They're not going to go for this. That's probably the prudent move. Yep, tried to line up to get him to go sides, and Princeton did a great job to stand their ground. And West did take the timeout. Now, see if Tom Bolden decides after the timeout whether to go for it or not, but I would assume not. But again, you've got to remember, Afari, the running back, is the punter. So they could run something out of that, but I can't imagine with it being 20-3 to that you would give Princeton a golden opportunity if you don't make this to get the points that they came up empty on in that last drive down at the three-yard line.
4: Sponsor, so 5.05 to go in the half.
0: Two Dorian Durham touchdown passes, a Thomas Boyd 25 yard touchdown run. Like to and a missed extra point, one that was series, blocked, has Princeton at the 20, and West got a 33 yard Josh Lane field goal for its only points of the game. Located I would assume they will come back out in this in punt formation. Maybe not. Maybe Tom Bolden deciding, hey, I'll try to fake them out the first time with the hard count. Then we'll come out and and run a play the second time around. Both teams gathered around their respective coaches. Princeton breaks its huddle and heads towards the line of scrimmage. West about to get away from Mitt's head coach Tom Bolden, who's talking to him right now. I I don't know if he leaves the offense out here or not. Paris Johnson looks like he's going to come in to play some defense again. Getting the big guy 6'8". I'm not sure what the holdup is. Right, here comes Lakota West off the sidelines. And they are going to line up again to go for this. Wow. Nope. Afari's going to be in punt formation. He's going to be better. Oh, Bolden's actually under center. Fourth and a yard. Bolton takes the snap. Hands to Afari. Running left. Can he get to the corner? He does. He's got the first down across the 15 and up to the 20-yard line. Boy, that is some... Um, Guts from Tom Bolton right there to go for it on fourth and a yard. They ran wide, and Afari gets the first down. Bolden a feeling like he needed to get his team a jump start, and he did it by going for it on fourth and a yard. I like it. Too often, especially in high school, people can see that fourth down play to punt it. But really getting a yard in high school football isn't overly difficult. Great run, though, by Afari. First down west at its own 20-yard line. 4.52 to go, Clock running in the first half. Running Two receivers go wide right. Afari lines up on a wing left. Miller back in there is the running back. Turn, they fake it. Bolden going to run it to the left. No option. He's going to be hit for a loss back at the 17-yard line. Leroy Bowers and Todd Harding combined to drop the quarterback, Mitch Bolden, for a loss of three. That was just a straight quarterback run after he faked the dive. He had no trail back. They've run the option a couple of times tonight with the trail back, but that time no trail back, and Bolden's dropped for a loss. They'll mark it at the 18, so a loss of two. Receivers go left as that is in the game at the receiver spot. Alex Safari. Riesenberg in a slot inside of him. In motion. They run the belly series. Hand to the fullback. Nothing doing. Ran right in the arms of John Harris at the line of scrimmage. And then Jaheim Thomas pushed the fullback Aiden Miller backwards. They may give him forward progress to the 19. They will. So he squeezed a yard out of that, but it'll be third and 11 as we're inside four minutes to go in this first half. Coming into the game to play the secondary again with Scarborough out. Checking into play in the safety spot will be Jay Roberson. He's playing the deep middle safety at the moment. So third and 11, Lakota West from its own 19-yard line. Two receivers to the left, Tafari the wing back to the right, Miller the lone running back looking at a five-man front, Bolden takes the snap, drops to throw, pump fakes, wants to throw the out and up, got a man out there deep, and it's overthrown. And actually the safety man who just came in, Roverson did a pretty good job to get over there from that deep safety spot as they tried to hit Alex Tafari on the slant, slant and go. Instead it goes incomplete and with 3.17 to go in the half, Lakota West will now punt the football away. Actually, I thought it would be a far. he's been doing the punting, but in there punting the ball right now is Dan Connolly, senior quarterback listed as. But he'll do the punting duties here. Princeton should come away with pretty good field position. Twin safeties back to await it. Good snap back. The punt away is a side-winding one that's going to be fielded at the 45 on the run by Foster inside the 40. Lowers his shoulder, gets to the 36-yard line. Nice job by D'Angelo Foster to catch that. Now a late penalty flag comes flying in. At the 30-yard number line, number
4: 21, D'Angelo Foster.
0: he's going to go plan. against Princeton. Mike Daniels is out on the field wanting to talk to the officials. And Mike Daniels not happy because one of his players, I think, just committed a 15-yard penalty. And they did. Wow. That was a great return, too, by D'Angelo Foster, who caught it on the run at about the 50, took it to the 36. And now this 15-yard penalty going the other way. We'll have Princeton instead starting at the 36, They'll start at the 49 in their own territory. 3.07 to go in the half. Vikings do have two timeouts left. Dorian Durham, more than a capable passer at the helm. Princeton's been hit with three 15-yarders tonight. And that's just kind of been an ongoing theme for this season, honestly, for a good chunk of last year as well. So here we go. 3.07 to go in the half. First down, Princeton from its own 49. One wide receiver each way. Now in motion, going right. Foster's going to get the handoff on a jet sweep going right, and he is going to be hit for a loss back at the 45. Boy, great job diagnosing five, and making the 20, tackle, Isaac Kolosic. They tried to run the jet sweep going right. Foster 30, 20, 20 was had really no chance. He'll lose four 20, 20 yards back to the 45.
4: Second down for the
0: Vikings. Thomas Boyd checks in at the running back spot. One of the tight ends, actually the tight end, Tamir Matthews, will go out. Person may now just think about trying to run some clock here. Their face was with second and 14, approaching two and a half to go in the half. They send a trip set right. One wide out left, and Boyd actually gonna go out to the wide right. So all four, no empty backfield here for Durham. Takes the shotgun snap, drops the throw, throws it over the middle, throws an interception. Picked off at the 50, far side. It's David Jones running 40, 35, 30, 20, 15, 10, Five touchdown, Lakota West, and they're right back in the ballgame. UC bound David Jones stepping in front of that pass around the 50-yard line and goes up the far sideline for the Lakota West touchdown. And it's now Princeton 20, Lakota West 9. Not sure Dorian Durham ever saw him. So just moments ago, Princeton had a fourth and one from the three yard line, knocking on the door to make it 27 to three. And instead it's down 20 to nine with the extra point pending. For Josh Lane, who has a 33 yard field goal to his credit tonight. Snaps is a good one, the hold down, the kick is on the way. Got plenty on it and it is good. So Lakota West on a big six, gets right back in this football game. to go in the first half. It's Princeton 20, Lakota West 10. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, and it's powered by Sidearm Sports.
2: For over 32 years, Nelson & Associates, a family-owned, Ohio-based, full-service real estate company, has specialized in the management and development of affordable housing communities. Choose Nelson & Associates for all of your real estate needs, whether it's sales, development, property management, or consulting. We are an experienced professional team providing quality service. For more information about Nelson & Associates, please visit us on the web at www.nelsonasc.com or call us at 513-961-6011.
0: hopefully Princeton didn't give Lakota West the spark it needed. West had not done a whole lot on offense tonight. Firebirds had turned it over twice themselves. But this time, Princeton gives the favor back in form of David Jones with a pick six. UC bound linebacker. It'll be Lane to kick it off. Leroy Bowers, D'Angelo Foster back deep. Foster on the near side. Bowers the far side. They stand at the 10 to await the kickoff. Princeton has two timeouts left in the half, West has two. Here's Lane, moves on the football, gets away a high, end over end kick, Foster gonna field back at the nine. Run straight ahead, 15, cuts outside left at the 20, trying to get to the quarter 25, and actually spun down at the 24 yard line.
4: So now 2.06 to go in the half. I would think
0: if you're Princeton and Mike Daniels, you get back to the conservative approach on this drive, just run it, you can get a first down and get a nice game. Maybe you think about putting your offense in gear what you don't want is West to get the ball back another time in this half and have a chance to really feel like it's back in it. At the very least, I take my two-touchdown lead and go home. So Durham will have Thomas Boyd in there at the running back spot two receivers to the right one to the left off the hash mark to the left looks at a four-man front here comes a man in motion handed off the boyd running straight ahead goes off right guard across the 25 spins his way up to near the 30-yard line and another good gainer this offensive line doing a pretty good job and so number far tonight number seven. A good Time pickup of a five inside two minutes to go i don't think princeton Farmer. needs to be in too big number of a hurry 30, if you can get a first seven. down maybe you Plus open it. your offense up but again you don't want to give like like west this. any other life they've got a big Lifeline thrown their way with the interception return for the touchdown. Two receivers right, one left. Ball in the middle of the field this time. Boyd to the right of Durham in the gun. Second and five, fake the ball. Dropping the throw, Durham in some trouble. Flush left, he's got some running room. Now he's gonna throw a pass near side. Caught by Burkhalter, who came back to get it at the 42-yard line, then he's dragged backwards. Nice job by Sterling Burkhalter to come back to catch that. That's gonna be enough for a Princeton first down. They get 10 yards. Durham had a lot of running room but then saw the receiver coming back towards him and made a pretty good throw. So now Princeton trying to get some tempo here. Matthews, Harris go to the right, Burke, Colter to the left off the hash mark to the left looking at a six-man front man in motion going left. They'll take it drop to throw Durham going to throw a deep ball up the right side looking for Harris who's down there incomplete and he in the corner were hand fighting and that that's a good no call Neither one gained an advantage over the other. In fact, Harris was pushing as much as the corner down there, William Barber. Well, Princeton, to me, playing with fire right here. I think I'd just get to the half with 101 now to go. That was just literally a jump ball that either player could have gotten, but neither one was looking at it because they were each hand fighting with each other. Harris puts his hands up in the air trying to figure out what the play call is. Play clock's down to 15 seconds. Durham just getting to the huddle. Harris is wide right. Again, looking at the sideline for the call. Burkhalter to the left. D'Angelo Foster going to go out there in a slot. Boyd is the lone running back. They put Matthews on a wing left. There's a turn. Durham hands it off to Boyd, trying to bounce it outside. And he's going to get snowed under and lose a couple of yards to the 38-yard line. Thomas Boyd is a big back, but he does not have a lot of speed. And he could not get to the outside. And five sure defenders were there to get him. And now... Tom Bolden taking a timeout, he has. That incompletion has given Tom Bolden a chance to think that he can get the football back. He takes his second timeout with 52 seconds to go in the half. Princeton will be faced with a third and 12 at its own 38-yard line, as we've seen this year for Princeton. The punting game can be quite an adventure, not so much the punter, but oftentimes the snaps. They don't come back with a whole lot of force. They've skipped the at times. They've sailed at times. That's why the guy had just gotten this thing TV. to the half and been happy He's with it. Even though Lakota West will get the football TV to start TV the TV second TV. half. Sure Actually, they, they put a couple ready. extra seconds back on the clock, so make it 54 seconds to go here in the half. And a fairly quick moving half. So far, just 56 minutes of real time. He's got two Throwing teams that have run devices. it pretty effectively. Third and 12, Princeton. Still shows on the board two timeouts left for West, but they only have one. They took one on offense, and they tried to do that hard count. And here's a whistle before the ball was snapped. And what do we got? Don't see a flag. I they've not put the ball in play yet. Not sure what the holdup is. That's a bad break. I mean, let them run the play. There's no reason to blow that whistle. Both teams are out of the field. You've blown your whistle to put it in play. Princeton showed its look it's ridiculous so here we go again two receivers each way they're actually stacked one behind the other on each side Durham takes the snap throws the screen out to the left of Foster trying to get a block he needs to stay in bounds and he runs out of bounds at the 40-yard line he got shoved out but he really angled himself that way and Jackson Kuach Kou- made it did a great job to push him out of bounds and that stops the clock with 41 seconds to go well, there there been times this year, the Sycamore Time game in particular? Sure, why West took a timeout. Fourth down for the Vikings. Tom Bolden saying, "I don't think I called a timeout. The guy ran out of bounds. Maybe one of his players did." So that's going to be the last timeout. Princeton gets a huge break right there. Tom Bolden still looking at the officials, saying, "I didn't want the timeout. I didn't take it. But apparently, somebody for West did." And despite the fact that. Foster Rain out of bounds to stop the clock. Lakota West takes a timeout with 41 seconds to go. It'll be fourth and nine for the Vikings at its own at their own 41. Now they'll have to punt it away. Let's see if Lakota West tries to go after this. Really don't have a whole lot to lose if they do. So West out of timeouts. Princeton still has two. Tamir Matthews will be in punt formation. Wimpy, who's done a better job of late as the long snapper, will be the long snapper. They send two back deep to receive the punt. It's Boyd to the far side, and to the near side is Alex Safari. Matthews stands at his own 26. The returners stand at their own 30. Snap is a very high one. Matthews gets it, rushes on, he gets it away. Great job by Matthews. It's gonna be fielded back at the 20-yard line. Side-stepping one man, or the 30. Side-stepping one man up to the 35. Still moving with his Boyd up to the 37-yard line. And that's where West will have it with 29 seconds to go in the half, no timeouts. And down 20 to 10, do they dare now throw one up? Mitch Bolden, the freshman quarterback, threw an interception that actually looked like he was gonna set up Princeton for a kill shot score. Christian Kilgus Dixon intercepted at the West 36. Vikings eventually drove to the three, we're on fourth and one. Darian Henry was stuffed short of the fir- first down. Princeton was about to go up 27-3. to They will spread the field, empty backfield. No, actually, one racket back there. Three receivers right, one to the left. Bolden the shotgun, takes the snap, drops the throw, pressure comes, throws it over the middle, throws it high, and almost intercepted right through the hands of, I believe, that was Elijah Eberhardt. He had that at the 45, and he would have had a chance to turn up, and run up, that back to the other way upfield. Mount Tom Bolden. Now I may have seen enough. 25 seconds to go in the half. It will send one receiver, actually two, Riesenbeck and rao go wide left. Afari on a wing right. Bolden in the pistol takes the snap, hands it off to the fullback. Miller runs ahead across the 40, up to the 44 i think tom bolden after that last play said all right i've seen enough let's call go to the half down to 10 seconds to go they will not have to run another play i don't think although they're lining up to run one maybe take one more snap and heave one down the field down to five seconds they are going to run one more play now hang on we got a timeout princeton i think mike daniels want to make sure his guys are organized so he takes a timeout with two seconds to go in the half to try to set up a defense i assume because i think Lakota West can try to heave one down the field. Maybe get a penalty that gives you an untimed down. Maybe get lucky and get a tipped ball. So there's two seconds to go in the half. 20-10 Princeton. Vikings scored the first three times they had it scored touchdowns. The lone touchdown for Lakota West in this first half was a 50-or-so-yard interception return by UC-bound linebacker David Jones. Jones. It's what's given Lakota West a little life and a little spark heading into the half. And Lakota West will get the ball to start the second half. But we still got one more play to run here in the first half. So Princeton's defense back out on the field. On, Paris Johnson has been playing some defense tonight. He's in there for this situation. So Boulder will go out of the pistol. He's got... Wing backs each way. Actually, no, one wing back to the right, got two receivers to the left. From the pistol set, final play of the half, barring a penalty. Takes the snap, throws it quickly out to reason back on the far side. Lost the 50, 45, runs it, and finally shoved out of bounds at the 41-yard line, and that will do it for the end of the first half of play. Princeton with a pretty good offensive start to this game, but a pick six has got Lakota West back in it. Nonetheless, we're here at halftime with the score, Princeton 20, Lakota West 10. Coming up here here at halftime, we'll have a segment of our Angry Quarterbacks podcast with myself and former UC and Carolina Panthers quarterback Tony Pike that we do each week, and we'll be back in about 20 or so minutes with second-half action. It's Princeton 20, Lakota West 10. You're listening to Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media. It's powered by Sidearm Sports.
5: Looking for future leaders we can believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be
2: effective leaders. It includes learning to listen, accepting responsibility, being a good role
0: model. And it's about respect. The result, it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic
3: Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
0: Drew Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com. But the real quarterback from Reading High School, UC, and Carolina Panther fame, he is Tony Pike. Back after a week off, we gave him a bye week, and uh, he took that bye week, and
6: you look rested, refreshed, and ready to roll, Tony. Thank you. Uh, You know, I was expecting a little bit more with, you know, now a Hall of Fame title. Yeah, it's coming here in a second. But no, I'm I'm well rested. I feel great. I I took time this Sunday to give back to, to Mike Brown and that organization by going to the game. Wow. Shame on you, I guess, yeah? yeah. Ho- hopefully you got some freebies. Hmm. I got to go to the game with Mo. Uh,
0: okay, that's always a fun time. So it was, yeah. I'm sure that was a fun time. We enjoyed it. I'll bet you did. All right, we talk uh, college football, high school football, NFL. We randomly order them. This week we're going to start in college football. And let's start with the weekend for you. We're your team, the 2009 Sugar Bowl team, yes. inducted into the UC Hall of Fame. Head coach Brian Kelly came back. Uh, you were obviously on hand because you were working the game um a handful of other players came back. I'll just ask you first and foremost I'm in a couple of Hall of Fames in Northern Kentucky and yeah, I think it's, yeah. I think it's I think it's cool, yeah. but I never really think of it. But for a weekend like that where there is something attached to it and you get to maybe see some former teammates you haven't seen in a while yeah. and I know there's there was the animosity the way Brian left and we'll touch on that here in a second. It still has to it still had to be a fun weekend. I I talked to Dan Hort cuz he went in the Hall yep. of Fame too and uh Dan's just giddy about it. And you know how Dan is. Dan's pretty low right. key. Um, all shucks all me, you know, but I think he genuinely was so appreciative of that. And I'm sure you guys had the beat too.
6: Yeah. The, what, what I told people all week in, in weekend, it's, it was exciting because the way the 2009 season ended, you know, there's the Pittsburgh game. And then right from that is the circus. That was the Brian Kelly leaving. And then you go into the circus. That was the bowl game. And then after that, for a lot of those players, myself included, you have two days to figure out what agency you're going with, where you're going to do your combine training, and you're gone. And you never really had a chance to embrace that. To embrace that season, to talk about that season. Everyone remembers the the Pittsburgh game, right. but there's so many different points of – There's like, a bobblehead that immortalizes that, by the way. Apparently. Yeah, apparently. It's still floating out there. But it but it's like, you know, the the bus ride back or the other games that season, just different players talking about different moments that we never had before. Right. We had that – friday and saturday and that to me you know and and going in as a team you know the there was you know the the back-to-back ncaa championship teams and basketball were in it but other than that there's no other football right. team uh and and to be a part of that and and really you know go in with all the guys that had a, a big major impact because that team was it was made up a lot of a local talent but not the local talent that they're getting now because right. they're getting right. the Least, three and four star yeah, guys, guys in the they're, area. They're
0: not getting the Redding dumpster fire no, quarterback. They're, no, man, they're not hobo. getting the
6: one star kid from Redding anymore with a little chip on it. Like, they're getting dudes. And, and we were kind of that, you know, that group that carried ourselves differently and, and bought into what Brian Kelly was, was was preaching. And that was able to take that, that team and that season to, to new heights. And it was, it was great to get back with everybody.
0: Uh, Travis Kelsey came back, right? It was yeah. the Chiefs' bye week. I know a handful of other players. But Aaron but Webster
6: was back. Yeah. Andre Revels oh, yeah. was oh, back. So, yeah. but, but there, uh, were a handful of guys, there were
0: a handful of guys missing though, right? Yeah.
6: I mean, you didn't have uh, Marty is coaching, I believe high school yeah, in Massachusetts. Um, Armand Benz is coaching receivers at Hampton mm-hmm. university. Unless and, and you can't get logistically, right. You can't get everybody right. all the time. Uh, a lot of the linemen weren't able to come back. We did have Alex Hoffman and Chris Jurek, that were back, uh, Jeff Linkenbach wasn't there, Sam Griffin, Ben Gadulli, who played a right. big role, yep. um, guys like that, that that weren't able to make it, but you still had a, a good core group of guys that came back, and uh, it was great. I, I was told like a day before the, the event that I was going to have to speak on behalf of Aaron oh. Webster and I were going to have to speak on behalf, so throwing together a, a speech a, a speech at the end of You're not uh, a wing it kind of guy? Uh, no, not usually. Not usually I don't like to just wing it and um, Mo MC'd the event, okay, which was interesting because I think a lot of the players from that team don't know who really know who Mo right, is and right. Mo came out and his first jab he said you know I I uh, the team is playing or the the university is playing the 2009 Pittsburgh game at the Fifth Third yes. Arena yeah, tailgate that. that sounds really
0: that's that sounded really cool
6: and he was like you know I, I urge people to stop by there and he said I've I've urged Tony. To stop by there as well, he said, but if, if, if it would only be fitting much like the game if you just showed up for the second half. <laughs> and there was like a spattering of laughter, yeah. and I was laughing, but yeah, you I it. don't yeah. think a lot of the other guys <laughs> yeah. got it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, this will be – no, it was a great great night, and, and obviously Dan Hoard going in was great yeah. as well.
0: Um, Brian Kelly came back. Um, it was an off week for Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to. I, I right, think it's cool I think that's that he,
6: the key there. He I, didn't have to come back.
0: I think it was cool that he did. As you know, time heals a lot of things. Brian actually, it was interesting, and Bill Cook has written a book on that season, as you know. Um, Brian continues to maintain that the way things went down weren't his fault. And I know that sounds like passing the buck, and maybe it is. I mean, he's a salesman on top of everything else and a BSer on top of everything else. Every
6: answer he gave to the media was a great answer. Yes. Which which is what he's really good at. He's very good at that.
0: Do you, do you buy that, though? I mean, it, it made it sound like, listen, I wanted to tell these guys after the banquet or at the banquet or however I was going to be able to do this, and no. it wasn't allowed to be done on my time frame because I guess someone from Notre Dame leaked that he was going to become the head coach. Do you buy that? I, 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 I can buy it. I don't know if it happened, but I can
6: buy it. Here's the thing I struggle with, and I think the quote you're going with was when he said he wanted to congratulate everyone, but it was taken from him. Yes. I think that was yes. a different choice of words. My only question to that is, even so, even when you have to take that job, a lot of those guys, including me, I didn't hear from Brian Kelly before the Sugar Bowl. I didn't hear from him before or after the draft of a congratulations or good luck or anything like that. So I think if it was, it was more, almost like he completely turned the page yeah, and there was, was that. nothing else. Yeah. And maybe that's some of Notre Dame to do with it, too. But I can say this from and it was a, a cool story. Mike Bone was walking Brian Kelly uh, from his car and he showed him the new arena. And as he was walking through, Pittsburgh had just scored at the end of the game and Brian Kelly stood there and watched the last drive and told Mike Bone that was the first time he'd watched it really which was really well, i mean I guess that a, makes sense yeah and that's yeah. A, and that's a cool yeah that that that's cool to have uh-huh. so uh, i got to interview Brian Kelly for the pregame show after the media hoopla and and i just asked him about that team and what he remembered about the season and then i asked him you know i i had said you know my my wife and i were watching the Pittsburgh game on TV a couple weeks ago and my wife looked at me in, in the first half and said, how are you still in the game? I would have benched you already. And I followed she that up. He even recognized And that. I followed that up with how close was I to being benched? And he gave like the most Brian Kelly, never. Oh, no, you were never going to be benched. I knew when I looked in your eyes at halftime and all this. and I'm bro, like, oh. Bro, you and I know this. If right. you hadn't chased the Correct. guy down on the interception, you were done. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So so much of what Brian Kelly says is great because it's exactly what the right. fan base and the media wants and needs to hear that's that's funny were you glad he came back I was I know I I, he and to his credit he he went up to every player individually and my brother even made a comment my brother was a walk on that year uh didn't play but he was on the team and he went up and said hey Doug how you doing and took he genuinely took a minute or two with every player that was there to just say thanks catch up real quick and then he was you know I'm I'm pretty sure he watched the fourth quarter from his couch because he was out of there right after but no like you said he didn't have to come back I chose to come back, and it was good. It was a really good event.
0: Now, at the point that you guys came on the field, I was actually finishing up an errand, going back home yeah. to watch the game, and, and I heard Dan Hoard during the broadcast said there was a smattering of boos. Is that about yeah. is that
6: about right? Yeah, and on the field level, you couldn't really okay. hear him when you were yeah, on the field Yeah, I couldn't hear it anyway. in the broadcast, yeah. so
0: that's when Dan said that. It kind of took it didn't take me back, but I thought, I don't really hear that, but Dan's yeah. there, and he can Yeah, there, you could, I think
6: you could pick out a couple, but for the most part, it was. And, it, and the way they did it, they announced the team, and then, shortly after Brian Kelly came out. Right, so right. if for the average fan that's just clapping, he probably didn't even see Brian yeah, Kelly the, come out. The,
0: the thing I've told people, and, and listen, I mean, you, you lived it. Um, I can't see as a fan how you are mad at Brian Kelly. You can be mad at how it went down, but it's impossible to be mad that he took the Notre Dame job. I said, I can understand the players yeah. and their level if they're still upset with this because that was their coach who you feel like kind of abandoned you without saying goodbye. And I, I think that's fair for you guys to feel the grudge. I don't think it's right. I, I I don't understand the fan that holds that grudge, and maybe they're holding on behalf of you guys. Maybe that's yeah, the I, case. Yeah,
6: and I think the only grudge that was held was how it happened, because you know Mark Dantonio did the same thing, mm-hmm. but Mark Dantonio met with the team right. and was very open about it, and Brian Kelly really wasn't. But at the end of the day, if you're going to be mad, then then we should be mad at the way college football has these Correct. rules in place yes. that yes. that shouldn't happen. No, if that's you, right. If you start a season, then you should finish it, and that's I agree with that. That's, I mean, that's you, a college football. No, no coaching hires should be done until yes. after the national right. championship So if you're going to be mad and, the story. and you're mad at how it happened in the moment because you're preparing for the Sugar Bowl, fine. But 10 years later, there's no reason to to still hold that. And, and and I think it was interesting because he had mentioned that, someone had mentioned if we had played for the national title, he said I probably wouldn't be the coach at Notre Dame. I think that was interesting because I don't think he leaves for the national championship. I think he has to coach the I national think you championship. Have to,
0: yes, I think you have to.
6: So there, there was just that. And then, then there's the uh, – there's a couple of bold projections out there right now that if UC can take care of business, they could possibly see Notre Dame in, in one of those. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, and I think that would be a, a very fitting way to end the year. And Brian Kelly may be upset he didn't stick around longer and do some of scouting. Yeah.
0: Uh, lastly, on this topic, when you look back, um, was there a moment or two, that just other than maybe the Pittsburgh throw, where that, that season stood out to you?
6: Yeah, I, th- I think we, we started the season picked third in the Big East, and we were on the road at Rutgers on a, Labor Day. Right. It was a Monday game. It was the only game on. Rutgers was picked to, to win. Uh, they were picked ahead of us in the league. It was Greg Shiana, They were opening up new stadium renovations. And, and that, was,
0: that was kind of the heyday of Rutgers football. There right. hasn't been a real big heyday Correct. of Rutgers football, but that was kind of the heyday Correct. of Correct. And we
6: literally, I mean, we had unveiled our, we wanted to run 100 plays a game, fast tempo, and we just rolled through Rutgers. And I think that kind of got the ball rolling for us. And then I think the trip we took, to Oregon State, to go across the country, beat a really good, a ranked Oregon mm-hmm. State team with the Rogers brothers yep. and Sean Canfield. Uh, that was when Mike Riley, I believe, yes, had that I team going right. yes. to win that. And I think then that day. was before
0: he took the NFL job. Yeah. Um, and and yep. yeah, they were actually doing pretty well.
6: To win that, and then it was kind of like the, okay, let's look at the rest of the schedule. And there was that growing belief that we could do something special. But those two games, to me, stand out a little bit more.
0: Let's correlate that team to this UC team. And it's not a direct correlation because this UC team already has a loss yeah. to Ohio State, which, again, the more, the more you separate yourself from that game, it still doesn't look so bad. Saturday was not pretty, but it was effective, and it's still a win, and it's a double-digit win. Yeah. Um, I, I you know I, I never looked those in the mouth. I think you could also look at, listen, we got kind of got, got through the game. Yeah. I don't say lucky because they weren't lucky. UC was the better team. Um, And it feels like the the couple of times the bye week has popped up, it's almost like needed it, and here it is again. Here's the bye week again, coming off kind of an ugly win, didn't play great the week before at Houston, but still never felt like they were out of control of those games. And maybe that's the good sign is there's still something in the tank that we still, and maybe we're never going to see it. But it feels like there's still something there for this team, and the one thing I do know is you're getting a consistent yeah. defensive performance week in, week out. Well, yeah, p- barring injuries, and they're right. I feel like they're starting to pile up a
6: little bit. Well, I mean, defensively though, you lose James Wiggins at the start of the year, who's your best NFL prospect. Javon
0: Hicks has been great, and and and
6: the, the guys that are making plays defensively are local recruits, which yeah, is Hicks great. Has what seven takeaways? Yeah, something I mean, like Javon that. Javon Hicks has been great. Jarrell White has been great. Um, defensively, they're consistent. They're really good defensively. Now, I gave up a couple long balls against Houston. Uh, But for the most part, they take the ball away. Sudden change. They've been great. Des Ritter fumbles inside the 10. You hold him to a field goal. Uh, Marcus Freeman's going to be a college coach. Yes. Really soon. Head coach. Yes. He's already a college coach. Yeah, college head coach really soon. But when you look at what this team's done this year, UCLA was a dogfight for most of that Mm -hmm. game. Uh, They trailed Miami 10-0 after the first quarter. Uh, They have struggled at times in different games this season, other than... UCF and Marshall.
0: Is that? Can you pinpoint that as maybe just it, a little Dez little lackadaisical? Yeah. Is that is that the running game's not? Well, I, the consistent factor you thought it. I would think be? when they've
6: struggled, Des has struggled, and and not to say Des has been terrible, no, but no, he just he's has done. he's been hesitant at times. You don't you haven't seen him run the ball as much in the like, you know he made a couple of huge plays running late in the Houston game, but against Tulsa you didn't see him run the ball much. They couldn't get the they couldn't get the running game going. I think the inconsistencies on offense have reared their head a lot more. Then defenseman, I think going into the season it would have been the opposite. I think you'd have felt with Dez and Mike Warren coming back and the receiving core getting better that you'd know what you have on offense. It seems like they're still trying to figure it out, and I get going into a game like Saturday against a Tulsa team that gives up a lot of rushing yards and saying we're going to run the ball.
0: Yeah, and they have sold out to stop the right. Run, but so... when Tulsa
6: takes that away, then yeah. you have to change up the game plan and start making some some different plays. So I give the defense all the credit, and I give a guy in in. I, I said this after the game, it was fitting. The two thousand nine team was the motto of next man in. And you hear it a lot now yeah. of of someone coming in. Jared Dokes is a guy two years ago led the team in rushing. Missed an injury all last year. Was out in, again with a knee injury this year. Comes in for Michael Warren and has three touchdowns He's great. against Tulsa. He literally willed them to a win offensively because they needed all three of them.
0: The the, the, the one on the on the kind of the option route. Yes. Where he actually he chucks the chucks the the linebacker yep. end. I can't remember which it was, but somebody on the edge. Chuck them coming in, almost got himself knocked off balance right. doing so, circles back out into the middle catches of the field, it. catches it, and then makes an incredible yeah. run for the pylon.
6: Which is a novel concept in sports that you can throw to your running back out of the backfield. Which we'll after, get they, to, after they chip a little Yeah, which we'll get to later yep. in yes. the show. Yes, we will. Uh, but, no, Jared Dokes and the defense, you know, set their mark. And Luke Fickle even said after the game, these are sometimes games you need sure. during the course of a season. And Brian Kelly said it uh, when we did our pregame interview. He said the weird thing about the 2009 season until the Pittsburgh game we never really went through that adversity. We never had a game where we were down multiple scores in the season. We always kind of were in control to some point. And for UC, even though Miami was up ten nothing, you felt like you were yeah, in they're control. Still a team. Right. That Tulsa game and, and Tulsa, look, they lost to Oklahoma State. They lost a, a good it was game.
0: Like 34-19, or Am I drawing? Yeah, a Michigan State
6: wrong. was twenty eight seven to start the year, and then SMU, who's ranked yes. above UC, they were beaten by twenty one in the fourth quarter. So it's not like Tulsa overall was a just a, a terrible team, but it's a team you should have handled better than what you did offensively. But again, banged up. Bye week comes at the right time. They're six and one. They're bowl eligible, and er- they have er- Luke Fickle seventy five grand right. for that win, my man. They, look, they have East Carolina a win, uh, UConn an easy win. USF, an easy win, and then you have. Yeah,
0: the, the road, I guess, makes it yeah, a little Yeah, just a little hesitant. Win, but they're clearly the better. But then team.
6: you're Temple and Memphis, and you control your destiny on what you can do, possibly host a, a AAC championship game. Yeah, and I, I think. An you know, SMU schedule is tougher going forward yeah, it is, no than question. what UC's is. Yeah,
0: if you. And then the good, good part is because Memphis is either yeah. going to be ranked again or is at least going to be pseudo a team that people respect because they've had a good year mm-hmm. and they're going to continue to have a good year. Um, Temple's probably a 7-5-ish, 8 and fourteen, but that would still be a, a pretty good win. Correct. Um, if you were then to play SMU um, in the title game, or however that would work, shake down and get a win, that would be a quality win. Right. I think if UC ran the table, and this is a control-your-own-destiny moment, that's right. all you're asking for, because, right? Because you're in the New Year's Six Because bowl. Boise lost. Yes.
6: Boise's lost this past week. To BYU. Week. To BYU makes that now UC's Yeah, because UC would,
0: would like, well, whoever wins the AAC. Yeah, you right? control your own destiny. SMU. Yep. UC, whatever, one of those Memphis.
1: Possibility, yeah.
0: One of those teams will be the highest rated, in my opinion, power or um, uh, group of six conference teams, and that team gets an automatic berth in one of the New Year's six bowl games.
6: And the crazy thing is about the AAC, you have that opportunity, and if it's not that, it's something like the Car Care Bowl yeah, or the a, it, Birmingham it, it Bowl. It is a huge drop-off. It's off. a big drop-off. So yeah. there's a lot to play for going forward. Yeah,
0: no question. Which I think it's all you yeah. want. Correct. Right. Now, you, you mentioned about this, you know, the, the whole facing adversity. Ohio State has not faced oh. a lick of it to this point. Good Coming Gracious. off a of bye week, we were all looking forward to the showdown of unbeaten Wisconsin, unbeaten Ohio State. Wisconsin got caught looking ahead, yep. and it snap crackle, popped them. The thing is, this is no longer an elimination game for, for either. It's only an elimination game for Ohio State. Yes. Um, but the more I watch, I love, I, I love the fact that Wisconsin is true to what it wants to be, which mm-hmm. is we're just going to get a bunch of big old linemen, we're going to line up, and we're going to play old-fashioned old, old, old yep. smash-mouth football. Here we come. And our defense is good enough to keep us in it. Well, the defense has given up a couple of big plays. Gave up a couple of big plays against Northwestern. Yep. Gave up a couple of big plays on Saturday. And I just, now that I look at this game for Ohio State, if it had been two undefeated Wisconsin rolling in, I might have given them a puncher's chance. Now I'm looking and going, I don't see how Wisconsin scores much on that Ohio no. State
6: defense. Chase Young in the in the defense, I mean that ten points, thirteen. They're, they're, they're so good with Justin Fields and J.K. Dobbins that no one talks about the defense, right? The defense which could is, be just as dominant. That's
0: why I think it's the most complete team in the country at this point.
6: No, I, I if I'm putting the rankings, they're number one, far above anyone else right now, and it, it's crazy because when you when you look at Ohio State. You almost have to say, okay, start them with 35 points. That's
0: my, yeah. And it's like, okay, and, and from how's there. That defense, that defense isn't giving right. up that many.
6: From there, can Wisconsin score 35? No. I don't think so. I don't think Wisconsin scores 21. I don't think Wisconsin gets out of the tens. Right. I, I think they, you saw a weakness that Cohn is, is not the guy. No. He's
0: a, he's a manager, and yeah. that's okay. And
6: I mean, when you have a team that can stop the run, like Ohio State will be able to, and you have to have a way to throw the ball. Unless they bring Chase Wolf in. They bring Wolf in, I give him a chance. Just because uh, it's just because I'm a big I'm a big chase wolf. Maybe they have to. They might have to. Maybe they will. Uh, But but what? Again, start start Ohio State with thirty five. Correct. And do the math.
2: When it comes to financial planning, most financial companies ask, "What's your salary?" At Northwestern Mutual Cincinnati, we ask, what's your story? We know building the right financial plan means looking at more than money. That's why we start by asking the right question, listening to what matters most to you, then guiding you every step of the way to help you live the life you want, now and years from now. Plan your financial story with Northwestern Mutual. Contact us today at 513-366-3600 or visit us on the web at Cincinnati.nm.com.
0: Welcome back to Pat Mancuso Field in Jake Sweeney Automotive Group Stadium. I'm Richard Skinner along with our producer engineer, Zach Waddell. We're getting set to start the second half. Lakota West with a touchdown on interception return by David Jones has made what was looking like a Princeton cruise to a victory. Very much a game. 20-10 to Princeton leads it at halftime. Vikings had a chance to go up 27-3 to in the first half. Were thwarted on a fourth and one play and then jones eventually a couple possessions later returned to interception 50 yards for a touchdown here's another scoring button the first half princeton got on the board on its first drive going nine plays 75 yards capped by a 20-yard touchdown pass from dorian durham to jamar matthews michael everson added the first extra point and with 8 19 to go in the first quarter princeton took a seven nothing lead next time princeton got the football following a fumble by lakota west at about the princeton 27 yard line D'Angelo Foster capped the four-play 73-yard drive with a 27-yard catch-and-run touchdown pass from Durham. And the extra point by Everson made it 14-0. West got on the board late in the first quarter on a 33-yard Josh Lane field goal, but Princeton the next time in had the ball made it three drives, three touchdowns when Thomas Boyd capped the four-play 62-yard drive with a 25-yard TD run. As I mentioned, then, Princeton, after an interception, got the ball deep into Lakota West territory, but on fourth and one from the three were stopped short of a first down, and eventually... A couple of possessions later, David Jones went 50 yards with the interception return to make it 20-10. Stats in the first half. Princeton out Gain West, 256-110. Vikings very balanced, 121 yards rushing, 135 passing. West had 77 rushing, 33 passing. Leaders individually for Lakota West, Aiden Miller, who only carried the ball 12 times on the season coming in, had 11 for 48. Their leading rusher, David Afari, carried 7 for 36. For Princeton, Thomas Boyd carried 11 times for 86 yards, and D'Angelo Foster, 3 for 27. West quarterback Mitch Bolden, 3 of 8 for 33 yards in the first half. And Princeton's Dorian Durham having another good performance other than the pick 6, 7 of 12 for 135 yards. Elsewhere around the GMC tonight, Mason leads Middletown near the end of the first half, 20 to 7. Hamilton on top of Sycamore, 14 to 7. That's probably, I wouldn't say it's an elimination game, but that's a big game for both when it comes to a playoff perspective. Fairfield all over O'Kill's 36-0 in the first half. And rain leads Lakota East 13-3. So we are about set to start the second half of this one. A win for Princeton would go a long way. Maybe even give it a chance to clinch a playoff berth, depending on how things shake out after tonight. Last time the Vikings made the playoffs, 2007. Tom Bolden in his first year here at Lakota West, done a great job. Came in 6-2, the only two losses to Fairfield and LaSalle. And he has his football team up at the mo or down at the moment 20-10. And Princeton trying to thwart whatever comeback attempt. West will get the ball to start the second half. Princeton going right to left as you look at whatever listening device you're listening to us on. Your phone, your iPad, your computer, your laptop, you name it. It'll be Hayden Cobbs to kick it away. And he moves on the football, and the second half is underway here from Princeton. It'll be Boyd feeling it near side at the 15, running far side across the 15, running laterally to the 20, to the 25, across the 35 with the football, it is loose, and I think Princeton's got it, they do it at the 38 yard line. It was not loose. And I believe the recovery was made by Iron Love, I believe. Is there a flag? so I ran in love with the recovery Cobb. actually they said Cobbs the kicker's the one who recovered it whoever it was grabbed it and just kind of fell backwards with it that ball came flying loose so first down Princeton now at the Lakota West 38 about that for a start to the second half for the Vikings Receivers left and right. Boyd the running back. Actually, two receivers out wide right. One comes in motion going left. They fake it to him. Hand it to Boyd. Running straight ahead off left guard. Inside the 35. Takes a tackler down to the 30-yard line. That run was by number seven. There Thomas to make the good. stop was Noah Smith. He's been on a lot of tackles tonight for Lakota West. Second down for the Princeton, Bikes. after things started to slip away a little bit in that first half, get the big turnover. Third turnover of the night by Lakota West. Second and about a yard, they make it two from the 30. I think Burkhalter is not even in the huddle. Everybody else is huddled around, but Burkhalter out wide left beyond the numbers. Ball close to the middle of the field, but angled a little right, not far out to the hash mark though. Harris goes wide right, Boyd to the right of Durham in the gun, Matthews is in a slot left. Now he goes in motion going right. they are gonna hand it to Boyd, running straight ahead he goes. He gets close to the first down. Now he drags a tackler to, I believe, the first down marker. Should get forward progress to the 27. Number seven,
4: Thomas Boyd.
0: Hanging on for dear life at the bottom of that pile was Kuwach. And after that run,
4: that leads to a Viking. First down. It will be a first down, Princeton.
0: At the 27-yard line, Boyd gonna come out after that last run. Guessing Irie Turner will come in. Irie Turner, and a big screen pass catching run in that first half. Slot to the right, one receiver to the left. Durham has Turner to his left in the gun. Now Mangos in motion, going left. They'll hand it off to Turner, running right. Tries to make a cut, does so inside the 25, and takes it down to the 22-yard line. Nifty little move as he sidestepped a would-be tackler. David Jones up to make the stop. Not before. Gain down to the 22-yard line, gain of about five. Played almost two minutes of this second half. Princeton after the turnover on the kickoff return. By Lakota West, knocking on the door. Has it down at the West, 22 with a 20 to 10 lead. Ball placed on the hash mark to the right in high school football. The hash marks way wide apart, much further, obviously, than the NFL. burke wide left, Harris's wide right. Matthews on a wing left. Gonna turn, they're gonna actually just direct snap it. Durham's gonna run to the left, trying to get to the outside of the 20, turns the corner and bangs a man as he goes out of bounds at about the 15-yard line. That
4: big one by number five,
0: Nice run by Dorian Durham and that's going to be enough for a first down. He does not run it nearly as much as MJ Horton runs it. That That was a complete design run for Dorian Durham. He's got a first down down to the 16-yard line of West. Two receivers go right. That's now the open side of the field off the hash mark to the left. Burkhalter lines up that way. Here's a snap, handoff almost falling down. It's Turner, he's got a nice roll, runs inside the 10 and takes it down to the seven yard line. Durham fell down after he handed it off. 30, Turner. Ari Turner doing another nifty job running. He made another jump cut right in the hole. Takes it down to the seven yard line for a pickup of nine. Last time Princeton was down this deep, it got turned away on fourth and one from the three. Right now it has it second and one from the seven. And off the hash mark to the left. Two receivers go right, one to the left. Darian Henry's in the second game as a tight end like lined it. up right. Turner to the left of Durham in the shotgun. Waits for the snap. Takes it, hands it Turner, runs straight ahead. Sidesteps one man, can't sidestep another. Needs to be tackled for a loss. And now a penalty flag comes flying in. Probably the in the way. area of offensive holding. made it did a good job to knife through there and make the tackle for a loss back to the nine. And it will be holding against Princeton. Flag is against the Vikings. Holden. Not the best part of the field for that to take place in. So they'll mark that penalty off. Wipe out that last run. Princeton's is going to get second down over again, but they'll be back at the 19-yard line. That again, marked from the spot of the foul, the infraction, which was apparently the nine. So the second, second
4: down in about
0: 13 line. now, we'll call it. Harris... Goes wide right. Matthew's going to slot out that way. So two receivers that way. burke Coulter to the left. Turn to the right of Durham. And the shotgun looks at a five-man front. Man goes in motion going left. Durham fakes it. Going to throw a fade towards the right corner of the end zone. And it's going to be incomplete. And that was a great job by Harris to knock it away because the defensive back here uh, Alex Afari had a great chance to go up and intercept that ball. It was underthrown as they tried to throw a fade to the front to the front right pylon. Ball underthrown, and actually Harris reached over the back of the defender and just spiked it away from him. That was a good job for the receiver playing defensive back there. Now third and 13. We'd hate to not cash in something here after you got the turnover and you got it down deep again. Harris and Matthews Foster Fosters within the game now as a receiver go wide right. Matthews and Burkhalter left. Double slots each way. Turn to the right of Durham and the gun looks at a four-man front. Man in motion goes right. Durham fades the throw. Wants to set up the screen. Does so. It's tipped in the air. Almost intercepted. Going way high to get a piece of that. Almost pick it off was Garen Carter. That pass was broken up. And he almost swatted Carter. that to himself. So now fourth down, and this would be a 36-yard field goal if they try it, but I don't think they will. Mike Daniels has his offense still out on the field at the moment. 8-11 clock stop here in the third. Play clock clock is off again. This happened a few second halves this year where you lose the play clock, so it is off. And I think Prince is going to have to take a timeout. I mean, this is taking forever here. Princeton are going to try to get something off but of I don't think they're going to have enough time. Again, we, and now Mike Daniels is going to take the timeout we thought he was going to take. We'll take a quick timeout with them. 8-11 to go here in the third quarter. Princeton and faced with 4th and 13 from the Lakota West 19. We come back, and the Vikings lead it 20-10. This is Princeton Vikings football from BSP Media. It's powered by Sidearm Sports.
2: London Computer Systems is a seven-time top workplace thanks to their top Cincinnati workforce. For three decades, LCS has been a leading provider of critical business technologies, including their signature property management software, Rent Manager. Take the next step in your career and join this award-winning workforce. Visit www.lcs.com careers today.
0: So apparently too far for a field goal, maybe 36-yarder if they were gonna try it, but they're not, so they'll go for it. Princeton, fourth and 13 from Lakota West 19. Well, this would be disappointing to not cash in. See if Durham's got some magic in that right arm. Two receivers each way. Love the running, or turn of the running back to Durham's left. Looks at a four-man front, takes the snap. Blitzes on, fading to throw, throwing it deep into the corner for Burke Halter. Goes up and got it for a touchdown! He went up at the last second. The corner said he pushed off. The official right there said no, he did not. And it is a 19-yard touchdown. Hunter Anderson had tight coverage, but Burkhalter, who goes six feet three. Anderson goes 5'10", so a five-inch height advantage for Sterling Burkhalter, and he used it to his advantage. And Princeton cashes in on fourth and 13 with a 19-yard touchdown pass. Third TD pass of the night for Dorian Durham. Now Everson will try the point after, he made his first two, had his third one blocked. Snap is good, the hold down, the kick on the way by Everson, the kick is good. So Princeton does cash in on the turnover. And with 8.03 to go in the third quarter, it's now Princeton 27, Lakota West 10. You're listening to Princeton Vikings
5: football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Filling an opening at your company means more than just finding an employee. You're looking for a fit
0: Back here at Pat Mancuso Field, Jake Sweeney Automotive Group Stadium on a just a beautiful late October night for high school football. No rain in sight, although the rain coming overnight, gonna rain pretty much all weekend. So a night to enjoy some high school football. Right now, Princeton on top 27 to 10, sending kick it away will be Cobbs. See, they got back deep. I think they took the guy who fumbled out, Mason, they did, or Boyd rather. It's gonna be Alex Safari to the far side and to the near side is malcolm Wrencher, kick is away it's going to go over Wrencher's head bounce at the two yard line and finally bounce back into the end zone for an automatic touchback for the second it was going to die down around the one yard line but it finally trickled into the end zone so lakota west will have it at its own 20 that touchdown by princeton is so big for so many reasons it gives you the three score lead and it really puts west in a bind where it probably has to throw the football a little more. Maybe not yet, they can probably use their, their main offense, but it's a ground oriented offense, which uses time. They've not really hit any big runs tonight. So even if they were to drive it, the length of the field, 80 yards here, they'd use up probably five or six minutes o'clock. That's provided that they do it. Their only touchdown tonight came on defense. So first down from the 20. Going back to the right, two receivers left in motion. Here comes the option. They leave it off for the fullback and getting across the 20 to the 23. Yeah, and they've used Aiden a- a- Miller a ton tonight running the football. They run with by number 23, Miller. Gains four to the 24. That's what I'm talking about. You'll give up those all day. That'll take up a bunch of time on that clock. Still a lot of time remaining, down. though. Just under eight minutes to go For in the, the five, third. Though. West players looking over at the sideline to get the signals. They send two receivers left. Afari on a far wing right. Miller again, the lone running back. Out of the pistol, the freshman quarterback Mitch Bolden awaits the snap. Takes the snap. Got an option to the left-hand side, pitches off to a fight, Got the football! It's scooped up at the 20-yard line! 15, 10, five, touchdown, Leroy Bowers! <laughs> Mitch Bolden tried to pitch it on the option going left, and as he did, he was hit. Bowers scooped it up. He has been Mr. Turnover Machine this year. He's been in the right place at the right time for a lot of things from a turnover perspective. Leroy Bowers with the scoop and score. That's his third fumble recovery of the year. He's got three interceptions on the year. And that scoop and score touchdown by Leroy Bowers makes it 33-10 Princeton with 7-18 to go in the third. And Everson to try the point after. Snap is high, they get it down, and Everson gets the kick through. He actually had to hesitate and wait. So Princeton takes advantage of a fourth Lakota West turnover here in this football game. And with 7.18 to go in the third, it's now Princeton 34, Lakota West 10. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
2: Loveland Chiropractic Office has been treating patients in the Loveland area since 1921. We have generations of experience that continue to lead the field in chiropractic care. With our experience, we have high level of success with acute injuries as well as chronic conditions. You can find us online at LovelandChiro.com. That's LovelandChiro.com. And on Facebook.
0: So touchdowns less than a minute apart for Princeton. One set up by a Lakota West turnover, the other on a Lakota West turnover. As Princeton up 34 to 10, as Hayden Cobbs will kick it away. Alex Afari to the near side, or David Afari to the near side, the Miami bound running back. And to the far side is Malcolm Rencher. Cobbs gets ready to move on the football, does so. And he slams one away, slams it to Afari. He's gonna back up and field it at the six yard line. Angles left across the 10, 15, side steps a man at the 20. Breaks a tackle, 25, up to the 30, and he's pushed down there by yeah. Jamel Wimpy at the 35-yard line. So it'll be first down Lakota West from there, and now West in a big-time hole. Still 7-11 to go, but with this offense, West has really won a lot of games with its defense. In its wins this year, it allowed 15, 13 21, 0, 6, and 7. It's two losses to Fairfield and LaSalle. Gave up 31 and 33, and they've given up 34 tonight. That's the most all year. So, first down west from its own 35. Afari goes in motion right. They fake it to him. There's a pass across to the far sideline. It's caught on a diving catch at the 39 yard line. They may even give him the 40. Game an extra yard out out of that, Caleb Rao. Gain of five Coming and down. West in a little bit of a hurry up. Right. Mode is runner seven to go here in the third. Second and five from the 40. Slot left. Afari on a wing right. Bolden the shotgun. Snap takes it, looks left, fires a quick pass out to the left side, and not much there. They're gonna wrap him up for a loss at the 38-yard line. I think that was Riesenbeck, who number caught number it. Bowers. And Paris Johnson again playing defense tonight. Showing some athleticism. To get out there and make the stop. That'll be a loss of at least a yard. Let's see if they give out of the loop, make them lose one. So third and six just like that for West from its own 39-yard line. Rao and see if another receiver come out this way. They're gonna go with double wingbacks. So Rao, the lone receiver out wide right, wing back on either side. One running back behind quarterback. who takes the snap, fakes it, dropping to throw Bolden, trying to throw it out, Pass does so to Afari at the 40, cuts up field 45, 50, 45 near side, runs out of bounds about the 43-yard line. That's just the case to get your best athlete out in space and find him. Now, did a flag come in? The pass was complete to number one, Afari. I think you're getting a late hit against Princeton, and there's no reason for it. He's clearly out of bounds. He cut back in after he stepped out, but the whistles were clearly blowing personal foul against Princeton. That's their fourth major penalty of the night two face masks two unsportsmanlike conducts this one marks it all the way down to the princeton 29 yard line under six to go in the third princeton up 34 10 but west trying to answer back two receivers to the right afari on a wing right two receivers left rather afari on a wing right in the shotgun, takes the snap, swings it out to Reason back far side, makes the catch, tries to cut inside the 30, and he's going to go nowhere again. Princeton defensed it very well. There are three gray-shirted jerseys there. Kevin Suttles, Caleb Crawford. We're over there to make the down. stop. No gain. It'll be second and 10 from the 29. Two receivers come right. Afari's going to line up as a slot man this time. in the shotgun since a man in motion going right. Three receivers come that way. Bolden going to roll right to throw. Fires it on the run. Caught it by Riesenbeck at the 27. And then there was a block in the back by Afari. They threw the flag. And giant Jaheem Thomas tackled Riesenbeck immediately. And Thomas is the one that got blocked in the back. It'll be a gain of a yard, but this is going to be a legal block in the back penalty. And now there's a penalty marker in the end zone. Not sure what happened down there between a corner. And it looked like that was Alex Safari down the field. I don't know, I don't think this is gonna be on Princeton, I don't think, in the end zone. Caleb Crawford's down there. He's been heated a bunch of times tonight. If it is on Princeton in the end zone, these are gonna offset, unfortunately. He just can't have it. Coaching staff yelling at Caleb Crawford. He got heated a couple of plays ago over something, too. The first penalty call was a legal block in the back. That was clear on David Afari. There's that call, and now you're gonna get the second call for the one in the end zone, which will be... The back on the actually, they may just call offsetting in the end zone. Personal foul, nope, now the personal foul Michael call Michael against Michael. Princeton, so they're gonna mark off both. Mark off the 10 yards for the illegal block, back to the 38, and now mark off the 15 yards against Princeton, which will take it down to the 23 should still be, I'm assuming, second down. If it is so, it'll be second and four. Yep, that's what it is. They mark off both penalties in high school football, the 10-yarder the one way, 15-yarder the other way, and it's still second down. So second down and four from the 23-yard line for Lakota West. So we approach five minutes to go, and we've just gone under it here in the third with Princeton on top, 34-10. Alex Safari wide left, double wings each way. Miller the lone running back in the pistol behind Mitch Bolden. Bolden takes the snap, wants to run the option, gives it the fullback. Big hole, inside the 20, cuts outside at the 15. Still on his feet, driving down to the 13-yard line. The fullback, Aiden Miller continuing to run hard.
4: That's going to be a first down. Don't mark it all the way
0: down to the 12, it looks like.
4: First down, Lakota West from right there. Number
0: 12, John Harris. John Harris made the the stop. At least one of the men who made the stop. First down, Dakota West from the Princeton 12 off the hash mark to the right. They sent Alex Safari out that way. The short side of the field, nobody wide left. Wing back each way. Miller the lone running back behind, Bolden in the pistol, looks at a six-man front now. Man goes in motion, coming right. Hand it to Miller, and he's buried in the backfield as soon as he took the handoff. They tried to run the option coming this way. He left it in the belly. Chris killed, Christian Gilgis Dixon and Darian Henry bury him my for a loss back at the 14. Oh my goodness, they gave him the 13-yard line. That's not even close. That is a horrible, horrible spot. They tackled him back at the 14 and pushed him back to the 15. He never got to the 13. Still a loss of one, should have been a loss of at least a couple. Second and 11, under four minutes to go in the third. Alex Afari wide left, wing backs each way. Bolden now, David Afari comes in motion. They fake it to him, Bolden drops the throw. Flushed out to the right. He's gonna be sacked back at the 19 yard line. Coming through on a blitz was The defensive back, Elijah Eberhardt. That's a loss of six back to the 19. Actually, they'll put it back to the 20, so there's the yard, the extra yard. They gave Princeton a little gift with the spot that time. A loss of seven back to the 20. They gotta get down to the two for a first down. It'll be third and 18 for West. They run an extra receiver out on the field. Xander Nitz will come out wide right. Three, actually three receivers left. No tight end in the game. The running back, Miller to the right of Mitch Bolton in the gun, looks at a five man front, takes the pass, drops the throw, sets his feet, throws over the middle, it's caught down at the four by Afari and he goes in for the touchdown. Touchdown Just throw it up to your best player, David Afari, who leads his team in rushing, heading to Miami. Kevin Suttles, look how like he tried to jump the route and just couldn't get there. And a four, he just boxed him out, caught it, and goes in for the touchdown. That so 2.53 to one go one. here in the third. And it's now 34-16, the Princeton lead. It'll be Josh Lane to attempt the point after. So West stays alive. Snap is a good one, hold is a good one. The kick on the way, and the kick is thumped well through. So 2.53 to go in the third quarter. Princeton a couple of big, not-so-good penalties on that last drive. Really hurt them, but they still have a comfortable lead, and they'll get the football back. It's Princeton 34, Lakota West 17. You're listening to Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
2: For over 55 years, Miller-Valentine has worked in close collaboration with businesses when they are ready to build, renovate, or expand. Choosing Miller-Valentine as your construction partner means aligning yourself with passionate experts who recognize the value of a team approach. Having grown from a small general contractor to a nationally recognized construction company, Miller-Valentine listens closely to your needs to recommend the best combination of construction techniques to fit your project. For more information about Miller-Valentine Group, please visit us at www.mvg.com.
0: Back here at Pat Mancuso Field, Jake Sweeney Automotive Group Stadium. The Princeton Vikings trying to take a huge step towards a playoff berth. Be the first one since 07. They lead 34-17, but West has just tallied. Josh Lane moves on the football to kick it back away and does so to Leroy Bowers who will catch it at the 9. Run straight ahead across the 15, angles out right to the 20, 25 and up to the 28-yard line before he's finally knocked down he there
4: by, by the nine, ankles.
0: Nice ankle tackle made by, by Hunter Anderson. let see if Princeton second. can maybe get some ground Princeton game going and run some clock. 2.46 to go in the ticket third, ticket still, still up three scores. Start from their own 27. Thomas Boyd will come in. He's approaching 100 yards rushing on the night. Dorian Durham, the quarterback, who got the start place of M.J. Horton, who's got a wrap like on his hand, suffered that injury in the first quarter last week. Durham came in, played well, got the start tonight. He's played well other than the pick six he threw. He's thrown three touchdowns. Slot right, one receiver left. Now a man in motion coming left. They will hand it to Boyd, running right. Skips through the hole, across the 25, 30, 35, breaks a tackle, all the way across the 40 to the 41-yard line. Thomas Boyd, picking his way through traffic, picks up 14 yards. He was finally brought down by Truman Mason. First down. Now Princeton, now the play clock's back working again, which is good for all, because Princeton can start milking some of that clock here late in the third. ball on the hash mark to the right. Score to pass along Fairfield, 50. Oak Hills, nothing. Ooh. So Fairfield will go into that clash with Colerain next week, undefeated 9. And, oh, Colerain was winning 13-3. Both those teams would be undefeated in the GMC going into that game. And right now, Colerain leads 21 20-3 over Lakota East. There's a handoff. Boyd runs straight ahead. Takes a couple of tacklers with him. Not much up to the 43. Might have got to the 44. By They're going to make seven. the stop. It was Andre Profit with help from Garen Carter. That was made by we'll give him two 90. to the 43. Darian Henry will November check in, they'll get... Actually, I thought they were going to go with two tight ends, but Tamir Matthews center. was in there, comes out. The so Henry getting some double duty tonight. Paris Johnson getting some double duty tonight. Slot right. D'Angelo Foster, the slot man inside, Harris. Burkhalter wide left the open side of the field boy to the left of durham in the gun now foster comes in motion gets the handoff on the jet running left plants a foot cuts it up at the 40 to the 45 and might have gotten across the 45 to the 46. Five, player foster. slow to get up Kawatch slow to get up for by number East. 11, carter. garen carter the first to make the stop that will give him a couple to the 45 third so it'll down, be third and right six game. for princeton from its own 45. by the time they snap the football there'll be about 50 seconds or so to go here in the third quarter. So we're now just under a minute.
4: 19
0: seconds to go. Off the hash mark to the left. Slot right, one receiver left. Looking at an eight man front. They look like they want to come with the blitz. Durham takes the handoff, or the snap, gives it to Boyd, runs through one tackle, but can't run through the rest. It'll be tackled for a loss at the 44 yard line. So, Princeton will likely have to punt it away here. And Princeton's not gonna have to run another play. Well, yeah, they are too. There's no, they say no. Yeah, They will not have to run another play here in the third quarter. So time is gonna run out. So Princeton is gonna take a three score lead to the fourth quarter. But to start that fourth quarter, they will be punting the ball back away to Lakota West. As time has officially come to a close here in quarter number three. Princeton one quarter away from taking a big, big step towards earning its first playoff bid since 19, or excuse me, since 2007. Not quite as bad as the 19s. Since 2007, they will go to the fourth quarter, leading Lakota West 34-17. You're listening to Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Engineer, Zach Waddell, Richard Skinner back with you here as we start the fourth quarter of play from Pat Mancuso Field, Jake Sweeney Automotive Group at Princeton High School. Vikings will be punting to start the fourth quarter. Tamir Matthews stands at his own 30. Twin safety staying back at the 25 to await it. And look like maybe offsides, but no snap is a good one. And Matthews gets away a nice high floating punt that is gonna be fielded to 33 yard line and running ahead up to the 40. Nice job by Alex Safari to catch that first and foremost then he got about seven or eight yards on the return. So West will have it first and 10 from its own 40 yard line.
4: 34-17,
0: the Princeton lead. West, last time it had the football, got a couple of big Princeton penalties on the drive. That's something that's plagued this team for the last couple of years. Dan Wright is always bringing us stats here through three quarters. Princeton, 323 yards offense, 153 for West, but Princeton six penalties for 87 yards. I'll give you some individual stats in a moment. First down West from its own 40. Mitch Bolden, the freshman in the shotgun, takes the snap, pump face, wants to run the double move, throws it up the far sideline, nobody home. Well covered, double covered out that way as he tried to hit a double move to Rao. Suttles, the safety man, came over to help. Down for fire, Elijah Eberhardt, individually for Princeton. Thomas Boyd, 16 carries, 112 yards. Dorian Durham, 8 of 15 for 154 and three touchdowns. Second and 10 West from its own 40. Afari goes in motion. They run the option going right. Leave it, no, go, leave it off for the fullback. And a good job by Princeton up front to stop that. As Miller, the fullback, only gets a couple to the 42.
4: Darian Henry,
0: Yashua Younger.
4: Jaheim Thomas
0: out. all there to make the stop. So now third down again. So far tonight, West on third downs. Actually, I don't have the stat. Sorry for that. I know Princeton's helped him a couple times on third downs with penalties. Two receivers left, one to the right. A running back. To the left, Miller to the left of Bolden in the gun takes the shotgun snap. Looks right to throw, throws it short, caught at the 45, trying to run forward. back does as he powered his way to the first down. He was four yards shy of it. Two defenders were waiting on him. He just lowered his shoulder and ran right through him to get the first down to the Princeton 49. Actually, they'll mark it at the 50-yard line, but it is a first down. That's where he had to get. That's a first down
4: for the Firebirds.
0: Well, they just threw it to him short and said, "Go get us a first down, big fella," and he did. a little over a minute of the fourth. 34-17 Princeton, but West back on the march again at midfield. Slot to the right, Afari on a wing left. Bolton, now Afari goes in motion going right, takes it. Hands it off to the fullback, Miller, and not much there. Get down to about the 48 or so yard line for a pile of players, stacks things up. West going with a little quicker tempo here. If they want to run most of their offense, which is a lot of running, are going to have to pick the tempo up. Nobody will give him down to the 47 so again gain a three. By number 12, John, Harris. John Harris gets credit for that stop. Aiden Miller, the fullback, has carried it a bunch tonight. Twelve times for the year coming in. But three three quarters, he would carried it 14. That's his 15th carry of the ballgame tonight. Slot right, close side of the field. That's where the hash mark, they're off the hash mark to the right. A far on a wing left is going to go in motion. Now does so going right. Bolton takes it, drops the football. It is loose. The fullback Miller picked it up. And then they stack him up and no whistle yet. And the pile, boy, well, they got to blow the whistle on that. That's how somebody gets hurt. They still have not blown the whistle. And now they finally do. That's absurd. The pile had stopped clearly at the 48-yard line. Then players started pushing from one side to the other. And forward progress had been clearly stopped, and they still let the play continue. And he's going to get a couple yards down to the 46. Third down for the Firebird. Talk about player safety. Everybody kind of scrummed up, and play should have been blown dead. It's not a big game as it is. So here's another third down. They just converted third and eight a moment ago. Now third and six as we approach nine minutes to go in the game. At least this is taking some time. Alex Afari's going to come wide left. David Afari going to slot out this way. He caught the touchdown pass moments ago. One wide receiver to the right. Running back Miller to the right of Bolden in the gun. Looks at a five-man front. Takes the snap. Looks to throw. Throws right. It's caught by Reason back near the sideline, and they roll him out of bounds. A couple of yards short of the first down. Good job by, I believe, Eberhardt on that side to roll him out two yards shy at the 42. So that time, Eberhardt came in to tackle, and Paris Johnson going to come in there on defense, and big Joshua Younger going to come out on this fourth and two play. Looks like... They're gonna bring some extra beef in the game here. David Jones gonna come in the game. The fine linebacker had the pick six. He comes in on offense. 8.53 clock stopped because the play went out of bounds. It'll be fourth and two west from the Princeton 42. Vikings up by 17 at 34-17. Big play in the game here. Bolden going to go under center. David Afari, the lone running back. Wingback's on either side. Everybody tight. Now Jones goes in motion left to right. Look like the right wing back move. Hand off to Afari. Off right tackle. Got the first down and more. Breaks in the clear. 25-20. 15-10. Five touchdown. It looked like the right wing back clearly moved ahead of the snap. They put, mo- they put Jones in motion. He was fine running parallel. The wing back to the right who was in the game. That was... I believe William Barak, I'm not sure who the number was on that wingback side, but it doesn't matter. David Afari, again, showing his burst and ability. And he's got Lakota West right back in the game with the extra point pending 42-yard touchdown run. Will be Lane to attempt the point after. Snaps a good one, the hold's a good one. The kick is on the way, just inside the right upright. No, they said just outside the right upright, no good. So 8.43 to go in the game. It's Princeton 34, Lakota West 23. Things getting a little tighter here at Pat Mancuso Field and Jake Sweeney Automotive Group Stadium. We'll be right back with the kickoff after this. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
5: At Robert Half, we know finding the right employees is a job in itself, and it's a job we love. You see, Robert Half isn't just a staffing firm, we're people, people who believe in finding the right people to fit your company's needs. Because employees who are a good fit are more productive, more engaged, Finding a great candidate isn't easy, but at Robert Half, we know it's possible. Robert Half, the experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Learn more at roberthalf.com radio. Well, hold on to your hats,
0: because we got ourselves a heck of a finish, 8.43 to go. Dakota West will kick it off timeout wise West still has all three left Princeton has two I tell you what the officials look like they missed the wing back on the right moving that would have wiped out the play but it doesn't matter because it's all over and done with now the Princeton offense has to get back to work and at least string a couple of first downs together and use some clock on this next drive unless they try to do something trickery here on the kickoff Lane to kick it away moves on the football he pops a high short kick to the far side. Gonna be fielded by Bowers at the 15, runs left. Now comes back right across the 20, trying to get to the corner. He's running parallel, can't get the corner turn, and gets up to the 25, and he's run out of bounds there. So Princeton will take over. Well, maybe the 26, but they need to get a couple of first downs here. That's where you tell that offensive line, it's time to fire back off the football. Through three quarters, Princeton had rushed. For 169 yards on 26 carries and that's against a lakota west defense that on the season it allowed just 99.3 yards a game on the ground and 3.0 yards per rush so you're doing it against a defense that can stop the run princeton needs to keep grinding it out here Boyd in there is the running back two receivers right one left the open side of the field there's a handoff to Boyd. Runs straight ahead, trying out to bounce it outside. He gets across the 25 and got back to the line of scrimmage, and that's all they gummed that up in the middle. He had to, he was forced to bounce it.
4: Jake Kiefer was there to bring four. him
0: down for a bounce to no gain on first down.
4: Number 97,
0: Kiefer, second down. You need your quarterback Dorian Durham to kind of look at that play clock each time and milk it as much as possible. Ball the hash mark to the right. Burke-Halter the lone wide out, wide left, two receivers to the short side, the right. Boy to the right of Durham in the gun, looks at a really an eight man box, a five man front. Now in motion goes Matthews left, Durham fakes it, wants to throw a deep ball, throws it deep up the far sideline for Burke-Halter, who goes up and catches it, it's a foot race, 30, 25, 20, 15, breaks a tackle, 10, five, touchdown! Sterling Burke-Halter! He just went up and took it away from the corner on the far side. That was Hunter Anderson. And again, a five-inch height advantage. Sterling Burkhalter uses it to his advantage. And Princeton gets a huge 74-yard touchdown pass. The fourth of the night from Dorian Durham. The second touchdown catch of the night for Sterling Burkhalter. And might that do it with 7.44 to go in the game? Oh, that ball was thrown, the corner had the inside position, but again, is five inches taller. He just went up and snatched it away from him and then had a great run after the catch. Looked like they were gonna tackle him at the 15, but he ran right through the tackle and all the way into the end zone. Here's the snap, Durham's hold is down. The kick by Everson, a side winding extra point try is up and it is good. And Princeton gets a little more breathing room with 7.44 to go. It's now Vikings 41, Lakota West 23. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
2: EBCO Pavement Services, LLC, has been doing commercial asphalt, concrete, and ceiling work since 1962 in the Tri-State area. Our valued customers include Home Depot, United Dairy Farmers, C.B. Richard Ellis, Town Properties, and Fifth Third Bank, to name a few. We strive to provide professional service, communication, and project management for all of your commercial concrete and pavement maintenance needs. Go Abco Pavement Services. Now
0: 744 to go. Princeton gets a huge touchdown. Dorian Durham the last two weeks has just added a different dimension to this offense. And MJ Horton who has been the starter of this year at quarterback. The leading rusher can certainly do some great things with his legs, but Dorian Durham is a far better passer, although he's thrown a couple tonight that quite frankly, his receivers have just gone up and made plays on. That was a 50-50 ball that Sterling Burkhalter took away. And now to kick it away will be Cobbs. He's got David Afari to the far side and again back there to the near side is Malcolm Wrencher. Moves on the football. He kicks it towards Wrencher at the near side. Comes up and fields it at the 13. Runs straight ahead across the 15-20. And side. He cannot get away at the 23-yard line. Look at he was going to sidestep a man. Is that Bowers who was down there on kick coverage? No, Caleb Crawford. Nice job by Crawford to come down and make that tackle on kick coverage. So now the Princeton defense needs to put this thing away. Let's see if they can. 7.38 to go. And really, their freshman quarterback, Mitch Bolden, He's been under the gun for the most part because his team's been down throughout. They found ways, though, to get Afari's hands on the ball the last couple of drives, and he's responded to Miami commit with a couple of touchdowns, one on the receiving end, and then moments ago, the 42-yard reception. He lines up as a slot receiver to the right. Two guys that way, one to the near side. Five-man front for Princeton. Bolden takes the shotgun snap. It's low, catches it, looks right, fires one towards the middle and behind the intended receiver. That was Alex Afari. Pass from the quarterback to number
4: two was incomplete.
0: Bolton, timing was thrown off because the snap was low when he looked up. I think he wanted to throw that slant a little earlier. By the time he did, the window was pretty tight. Was second and ten west from its own 23. 7.33 to go. It's in one receiver to the left. Ball in the middle of the field. That's Riesenberg. Two receivers to the right. And here's a shotgun concept. It goes through Bolden's hands. And he just dives on it back at the 13, but he's going to lose 10 yards. Uh, looked like a pretty good snap that time, but it went Andrews through Mitch Bolton's hands. Marked at the 14, so a loss of nine. So this is where Princeton needs to put the game away, right here, on well, third and 19, back from the 14. Paris Johnson checks in. Joshua Younger goes out, so they'll get a pass rusher in. Mason with a 34-7 lead over Middletown late third quarter. Mason will come here for the regular season finale next week. Maybe they're playing for a playoff berth next week, and maybe by then, Princeton will have already clinched after tonight. We'll see. Two receivers left. Rao now comes out wide left. Bolden, and the shotgun on third and 19, takes the snap, it's low, drops the throw. Now he's flushed. Now he's sacked back at the seven yard line. Darian Henry came off the edge and it was not gonna be denied. And now penalty flags in the secondary. Did Princeton do something again? Flag. Boy, if they flag. did, that's going to be unsportsmanlike against Princeton. Holy Toledo. No, wait a minute. Maybe they signaled the other way. This might be against West. Nope, against Princeton. Man, oh, man. They sack him back at the seven-yard line. And like conduct the call. Conduct. And talking to the referee says he was yapping. I'm not sure who they're yapping to. They just got to stop. I mean, you just you got to have them stop. This has happened far too often this year. So... They'll mark the penalty yards off it'll still be fourth down they're gonna have to punt it away but the players just need to stop it's grow up time they're trying to win a football game not talk smack Fourth down
4: for the five as
0: it is his fourth down though so the defense did do its job princeton may have too many guys on the field and now elijah eberhardt sees it and he signals timeout the player got off. It was Todd Harding. They were all kinds of confused there. And so they decide the best thing to do is to take a timeout. We'll take one with them. 6.35 to go in the game. Princeton on top, 41-23, edging its way towards a win, potentially a playoff berth despite some of the costly penalties tonight. You're listening to Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
2: Enjoying tonight's broadcast but missed the first 30 minutes? No need to worry. Appointment listening for all ESP Media broadcasts can be found at soundcloud.com backslash ESP Media. Or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Search for ESP Media. Appointment listening by ESP Media since 2010.
0: Punt time here for West as we have 6.35 to go. It'll be Dan Caudill to punt it away. Good snap back. Here comes Princeton rushing it, but he gets it away. Sidewinding kick and a fair catch going to be taken in West territory at the 46 by D'Angelo Foster. And Princeton 6.28 away from going to 6-3, dropping West to 6-3. West was number five in the Harbins this week in the ratings, so you would think that Princeton would certainly move up ahead of them. Top four get a home game. Coleraine comfortably at number four going into this week. Fairfield was one, Elder two, X three. So I don't really see the top four changing much, if at all. Those will probably be the four home teams. Princeton has the ball right now and a chance to get to six and three, drop West to six and three. time to work on some clock you would assume. One receiver each way. Princeton goes back with the two tight end. Actually, one tight end. They got a wing back to the right. Here's a snap back handoff. Ari Turner running straight ahead, and he is running nowhere and running backwards. They gathered him up and dropped him for a loss of a yard. (laughs) Turner's a little guy. It was funny to watch the linebacker. Isaac Kolasik, who goes 6'2", 215, he just kind of patted him on the shoulder pad like, sorry about that, little buddy. Kind of helped him up. By the time Princeton snaps this, there'll be about 5.40 to go in the game. Darian Henry gonna check back in as a tight end. So they are gonna come with the two tight end look as I believe Jamar Matthews, who was lined up as a wing, checks out and he does. Play clock down to 10. Princeton at the line of scrimmage, receivers each way. They do go with the two tight end look. Turn of the running back to the left of Durham. Here's a bad snap, Durham goes back and catches it. Does a nice job. Now he's just gonna take a knee back at the 42 yard line and wisely one of the players for West it was Andre Prophet. Look, he was about to blow him up because Durham took a knee very late. And again, when you're down in high school football, you're down, and Prophet had to sidestep him. One of the Princeton coaches said something to Prophet. Prophet said something back to him. No harm, no foul. Prophet did do a pretty good job to try to sidestep him there. At least you got the football back. And again, the clock continues to run, though. Princeton up 18 as we approach five minutes to go third and forever they got to get to the west 37 but i would assume you run this or maybe you throw a jump ball up receiver to the far side burke was uncovered take the snap they are just going to throw one up for burke far side he's running down underneath it and it's going to be intercepted penalty flag comes in late might be interference running up the far sideline alex safari 50 45 40 35 still on his feet 30 and slides down at the 27 yard line now there is a penalty flag where the pass came in. Now there's another flag at the end of the play, and there's a Princeton player down. He might have got side. He might have got blocked on a blind side block. Is that Turner, the little guy? It is. He's up, but he's woozy. So we'll sort this out. Maybe Burkhalter gets called for interference. I, I thought it was just a good jump ball. Both players went up for it. Looked like Burkhalter was going to come down for a second with it, but Alex Safari able to snatch it away, and they made a great return up the far sideline. So let's see what the flags are. I think the second flag is going to go against, I'm assuming against Lakota West. And we'll see if the first one does too. Referee and two other officials around him. The official who threw his flag goes and picks it up. He's running up to where the ball is. So I'm assuming this penalty is going to be offensive pass interference, at least the first one. And the second one, we'll see if it's a personal foul. Yeah, pass interference against Princeton. So that's the offensive interference. Personal foul, blow to the head against Lakota West. So it'll be, West will get the football and they'll have it at the 26 yard line. I don't know about that interference either way. I mean, both players just simply went up to jump for the football. Now, Burkhalter might have pushed off after they were battling for it because they were just trying to rip the ball away from each other. That's just a terrible call. Let's see. They have not spotted the football. The return ended down at about the Princeton 26. There's 4.44 to go. Princeton up by 18, 41, 23. Man, they can't even get it straight actually that that pass interference is just absurd both coaches are trying to talk to the officials neither neither one of them getting an explanation they like that's never a good sign referee walking out he's trying to tell tom bolden where the ball will be spotted i'm assuming still talking to bolden as he walks off so here we go pass interference the call that penalty well, he said decline, but there's no decline to it. Personal foul. Oh, that yeah, it was. They that, that, will decline that because of the return of the interception. The fact they intercepted it, and then the personal foul will be marked off. And this one should be marked off from the twenty. They should. The ball spotted the twenty-six for the moment, but it should be marked at the forty-one after the penalty. And that's what's going to happen here. So the reason they turned the, turn the penalty down the pass interference on the offense is because of the interception and then the fifteen-yard penalty at the end of the play.
4: The of so officials got and it
0: uh, straightened out. West. Not sure I agree with the pass interference, but they got this part of it right. we will mark it at the 42, actually. Yeah, Mike Daniels still talking to one of the officials. I'm not sure what about now. I mean, I, I guess you could argue the pass interference, but that's water under the bridge at this point. Now you just need your defense to hold on for the final 444. Vikes up 41-23. Again, well, after the 15-yard the penalty, line, West will start at, its own four, start at the Princeton 42. Mitch Bolden, the freshman quarterback, son of the coach, Tom Bolden, in the shotgun. Not really the pistol. I keep calling it the gun, but he's not very deep. He's in the pistol. Receivers, two to the right. wing backs each way as well. Now far he goes in motion going left. They're going to hand it off to him on a jet. Now he's going to pull up to throw a pass. He's got a man open down the field. Throws it down there, and it's going to be caught down at the 13-yard line. He actually had a receiver more open. It was Riesenberg that caught it. He actually had Raul running up the sideline. Didn't see him. He was Nobody was around him. So Afari has caught a touchdown, run for a long touchdown and up throws a long completion. Pretty special athlete committed to Miami of Ohio. This one not over yet, 435 to go. On the Princeton 13-yard line, slot right, wing backs each way, Afari, David Afari on a wing left. Miller the running back to the right and Bolden in the gun, now Afari goes in motion it off to him on a jet sweep going right. Cuts it at the 10, 5, goes in for the touchdown. Not much of an effort defensively right there. David Afari goes on the good good jet good good sweep good from left to right and good rolls good into the good end good zone bad. with 4.16 to go, and West is not done yet. There was no resistance at all on that touchdown run by Afari. they going for 2 here. Looks like they might be they are, so West will go for two. Mitch Bolden over talking to the coach. Play clock down to 15, so trying to make this a 41-31 game. Really doesn't hurt them if they don't get it, they would have to have two full touchdowns. And one extra point this way, they would need a field goal and a touchdown if they can get this two-point conversion. So this is a fairly big play, I guess. Bolt takes the snap, rolls right to throw, looks, throws it to the back corner of the end zone, throws it too far incomplete, and the two point conversion attempt fails. So it's not over yet. 4.16 to go in the football game. It's Princeton 41, Lakota West 29. You're listening to Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
2: Budget Door of Cincinnati has you covered. We specialize in repair and installation of commercial doors, security gates, and dock levelers. With affordable rates, 24-hour commercial service, and free replacement quotes, Budget Door can help you with any of your dock or door projects. Have an issue with your home garage door or opener? Budget Door can help with that, too. Servicing the tri-state area for over 30 years, Budget Door offers quality service at a budget price. Call 513-851-6644 to schedule your door repair or replacement today.
0: All right, 4.16 to go in this football game. Princeton 41, Lakota West 29. West will kick it off. They might kick this one deep because they still do have three timeouts left. Now, as it stands, they would need two touchdowns and one extra point kick. So still a comfortable lead for Princeton, but nothing in high school football ever feels comfortable until the clock hits triple zeros. Princeton looks like it's waiting for the onside kick. They got 10 players up within 10 yards of where they would field it. Five across at the 50, five right behind them at the 45. And only one man foster deep. And it looks like they are lining up to to onside kick it. They got six guys lined up near the numbers to the far right, four lined up to the left. And to try the onside kick, it'll be Tyler Sparnall. He is going to try to onside kick it to the far side. Moves on the ball. It bounces at the 45, bounces up. It's loose, and I think it's still loose, and I think Lakota West got it. It looked like a player for West hit a Princeton player early at the 48 yard line.
4: Well,
0: I don't know how they missed that one. West has got it though. There was clearly a Princeton player tried to come up and field it at the 48 yard line. You cannot contact him at that point and yet they did. So it's going to be a first down Lakota West. They'll have the ball at the Princeton 48 with 411 to go. This is where you got to really keep your composure. And this team has had a hard time doing that this year. Go, got to have the defense get a stop now. From the 48. Three receivers come near side, one to the far Alex Safari. Brother David in a slot to the left. Bolden in the gun, takes the snap, drops to throw. Looking deep up the right side. Going to throw it down the far sideline. It goes out of bounds. And now a flag comes in. They're going to get interference. The ball was thrown out of bounds. There's no way that can be interference. Boy, this crew has just done a horrific job. That's a terrible call because the ball was clearly out of bounds. There's a flag on the play. It'll be a pass interference against Princeton. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. As much as I've criticized this team for penalties, that's one that's just a terrible call. That'll mark it all the way to the Princeton 33-yard line with 4.03 to go. Trip set left, one receiver right. Miller the running back to the left of Bolden in the shotgun. The freshman quarterback awaits the snap, looks at a four man front, drops the throw, throws it out to the right, and in and out of hands of the intercepted dropped. It went in and out of hands of the intended receiver, Alex Afari, and it surprised the defensive back over there, Elijah Eberhardt, and he just could not hang on. He was juggling it, and it went through his hands incomplete. Second and ten, clock stops with 3.57 to go on the incompletion. Off the hash mark to the right, same formation, three receivers left, one right, Middle of the running back to the left of Bolden, who stands in the pistol, looks at just a four-man front, makes the snap, drops the throw, sets his feet, now rolling right, now fires a pass on the run towards the middle of the field, and it's caught down at the 14-yard line. That's David Afari again making a play. Well, he's showing off some receiving skills. He's a running back, but he's made some big catches. And a first down West at the Princeton 14-yard line with still now a lot of time. 3.48 to go. And West knocking on the door. They send one wide out wide right. That is Rao. They're gonna go back to the normal offense, double wing backs. David Afari on a wing left. Miller to the right. Actually behind Bolden in the pistol. Now Afari goes in motion left. Fake it to him, dropping to throw Bolden. Looks towards the corner of the end zone. It is in and out of the hands of the intended receiver, Riesenberg. And he took a shot in the end zone. And is slow to get up. Suttles popped in to knock it loose, incomplete.
4: 3.24
0: to go. Second and 10, Lakota West at the Princeton 15 yard line. Princeton looked like it had put this thing away. 41 17. But just like that, back came Lakota West. Second for the 5-0. Same formation. No, just one wide out to the right. Now Afari goes in motion left. Hand it to him trying to sweep it right. Can he get to the outside? Does so at the 15 and is spilled out of bounds at about the 13-yard line. One, two, five, number one, Afari. Actually, they said he stayed in bounds because the clock's going to continue to run. So I thought he went out for That's sure, but he must have stayed in on the five. tackle. Third and he got it down, down to the 10, way. so it'll be 35. But just as important, the clock continues to run as we're going to be under three minutes here in just a second, which we now are. Third down and five. We're gonna put two receivers right, Alex Afari and Riesenberg. David Afari on a wing left. Now in motion comes Riesenberg coming left. Fake it to him, gonna look to throw right. Throws a pass that's not even close. It was thrown all the way on the track by Mitch Bolden, goes incomplete. That's where that two point conversion was big a moment ago that Princeton stopped, because they probably could have tried a field goal here to make it 41-34, but instead at 41-29, they gotta go for it. Fourth and five. For Lakota West at the Princeton 10. Princeton up 41 29. Still 2.43 to go. West does have all three of its timeouts remaining. Boy, they're going to have to burn one here. Tom Bowen's going to burn a timeout. Oh, boy. Not sure why you would do that. You're going to need those. But he feels like this place important enough to take one. We'll take one with him. 2.43 to go in the football game. Princeton 41, Lakota West 29. It'll be 4th and 5 when we come back. You're listening to Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
2: Creating beautiful smiles every day, that is what we do at Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics. These board-certified orthodontists treat both children and adults and use traditional braces, Clear ceramic brackets and a to meet their individual patient needs. With offices conveniently located in Westchester and Blue Ash, they provide flexible payment options, convenient hours, and high quality care. For a free new patient exam, contact Casinelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics at 513 777 7060.
0: Well, here we go, fourth down and five for Lakota West. 2.43 to go in the game, Princeton up 41, 29. Fourth and five for West at the Princeton 10. West just burned one of its three precious timeouts, so it only has two left. This, for all intents and purposes, may be the ball game. Two receivers left, two receivers right, no the running back to the left of Bowling the shotgun, the Princeton stands come alive. On this fourth down play, Bolton takes the snap, looks, throws, and it's incomplete. And Princeton's gonna force Lakota West to turn it over on downs with 2.39 to go in the game.
4: The Vikings will take over first down.
0: So maybe if you're a Princeton fan out there, listen, you can breathe a sigh of relief for the moment. And maybe one first down away from winning this game and taking a big, big step towards that elusive playoff berth. It's been since 2007 for Princeton, since they got in. Ball will be at the 10-yard line. And he grind out one first down here. Two would probably seal it for sure. Boyd is in the game as the running back. Durham's in the shotgun and has him alongside. He stand. they both stand at the five. Durham to await the shotgun snap. That's the most important thing right now. Snaps a good one, Hand off to Boyd. He runs off left guard, doesn't get much to the 10, maybe the 11, and Tom Bolden gonna kick a quick timeout with 2.32 to go in the game. We'll stay right here. Fourth quarter score, Mason trying to grind its way towards the playoffs. Not going to get many second-level points, but they need to the win. They lead Middletown 34-22, and Mason will be here next week for the regular season finale. So now West down to one timeout left. And 2.32 of clock time remaining. Doreen Durham has thrown four touchdown passes tonight. Lakota West has turned it over four times tonight. Still, Princeton's had to sweat this thing out here late. Up 41-29. After they led here in the fourth quarter, 41-17. So, Lakota West walks away from its coach, Tom Bolden. Princeton walks away from its head coach, Mike Daniels. It will be second and eight. Based on the way the clock is, like I said, with only one timeout left, you get a first down. You can probably take a knee at that point. But you got to get the first down first. And big thing is you got to get this shotgun snap. One of them went over Durham's head. He stands on the gun with Boyd to his right. Takes the snap. It's a good one. He's going to fake it, keeping it himself running out the right side. Gets across the 15 and spun down at the 16. And Tom Bolden, will he take his last timeout yet? Hasn't indicated it. Maybe just wait for this next play now. down for the He's going to let the clock run here. Play clock is now at 30, so they don't have to snap this until about a minute 45 to go in the game. It'll be a third and five, Princeton, from its own 15. Clock continuing to run. It goes under two minutes to go now. First down here ends it. Boyd with Durham, or Boyd to the left of Durham, who stands in the shotgun. Third and five play, takes the snap. Actually, Boyd almost caught the snap, takes the handoff, runs straight ahead, gets to the 15, still moving the pile. They've not blown the whistle yet, which they should. They finally do. And Lakota West takes its last timeout with a minute 39 to go. It'll be fourth down Princeton from its own 17. I'll be honest with you, I'm not so sure if I'm Mike Daniels, I don't take a safety here. Take the snap, run around the end zone for a while, take some time off the clock give them the two points because the one thing you can't give them right now is the easy six points and the way they've done things in the kicking game this year it really cost them in the sycamore game that game was all but salted away bad snap that led to a scoop and score touchdown for sycamore cut it to actually tied the score and then princeton lost on a last second field goal I'm not sure, sure I don't put a speedy guy back there and honestly just let him catch it, and run around the end zone, and waste 10, 12 seconds or so, and then just run out of the back of the end zone, and then you get a free punt out of there. It's a 12-point lead as it is. It does obviously get it to within a touchdown in a field goal game, but I think I'd rather take my chances with that than something happening with a botch snap or a blocked punt that gets an easy touchdown. Then you got to line up for the onside kick again. Matthews will be in punt formation. Tamir Matthews, who's a tight end by trade, or at least by position. He stands at his own four. Twin safeties back deep stand at the 54 West. The snap is the key. Wimpy to snap it. And he gets away a very floaty snap, and the punt almost blocked, but he got it out of there. And it's gonna be a far to field, and he drops it! It's running loose back at the 50, and he's able to get it back at the 48-yard line in West territory. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, I'll tell you what. Hunter Anderson came clean off the left corner for Lakota West and came within inches of blocking that punt. Somehow, Tamir Matthews got off a dandy, and then Afari misjudged it. Not David, but this is Alex. Afari misjudged it. Glanced off his hands, and he somehow was able to scoop it back up at the 48-yard line with a minute 29 to go. West is out of timeouts. Princeton 41, Lakota West 29. Brickson scored the first three times it had the football tonight. Touchdowns that take a 20-3 lead, and they were within a yard or two of making it 27-3. Still nail time for the fans at the moment. Freshman Mitch Bolden the shotgun, takes the snap, drops to throw, sets his feet, fires it deep towards this side. He's got a man, goes right through the hands of Riesenberg, who was streaking down at the 30-yard line open. There were two safeties behind him, so I don't think he'd have got to the end zone, but he was wide open, and honestly, that was a pretty good ball. Riesenberg Riesenberg just lost it. 123 to go. Second and 10 West from its own 48. Rao and David Afari. David Afari's been outstanding tonight. Scored on a touchdown run. He's caught a touchdown pass. He's been key in the passing game. He's also thrown a pass completion. Here's Bolden, takes the shotgun snap, throws a quick pass out to the right, it's juggled and dropped by Riesenberg. He tried to cut up, turn and run up the field before he caught it and could not hang on. 22, two gifts here as he's let one go through his hands and then juggled that one with nobody around him. Look looked like he was trying to run before he caught it. He could have run and then ducked out of bounds on top of it. Would have been maybe close to a first down. At very least, third and two, but now third and ten with a minute 19 to go. See if Darian Henry can get home here on this third down. Trip set left, one receiver right, running back to the right of Mitch Bolden in the shotgun. Looks at the five man front, takes the shotgun snap, drops the throw, sets his feet, guns over the middle. It's going to be in and out of the hands of a and now a pass interference penalty. Flag comes in from the back judge. That'll be the second time he's thrown that pass interference, going to be against Princeton. That's going to be an automatic first down for West, and it keeps its hopes alive with a minute 13 to, to go. Pass
4: interference, 15 yard penalty is
0: the for the first down. Penalty yardage on Princeton Mountain in a hurry. They're going to be well into the 120, 130 range for penalty yardage in this game. Go, so here's the first down west now at the Princeton 37. Still not over yet. First and 10, Bolden from the gun, takes the snap, drops the throw, guns it towards the middle. Nobody home. Well over everybody's head. Riesenberg was the intended receiver, well covered in the middle of the field.
4: The pass was and I'm an eight to go. And West
0: is out of timeouts.
4: So I guess if there's a silver lining, there's that.
0: Been just a beautiful night for high school football. A Little on the crisp side, really not even that, just a nice, cool evening. There's Bolden from the gun, throws an out route to Afari. It goes through his hands. He gunned it a little too hard to the far side and incomplete.
4: And so it'll be 3rd and 10 with a minute, 3 to go.
0: It's a great lesson for Mitch Bolden, the freshman quarterback, son of the coach, Tom. I mean, talk about learning under fire for a freshman. You're in a varsity game trying to bring your team back. He's done a pretty good job. He hasn't always been completely accurate, but he's made a couple of big throws when he's had to. Wideouts, trip set to the right, the closed side. One wideout to the left, the open side. Bolton takes the shotgun, snap, drops to throw. Now he's under some pressure. Henry gonna th- get him, but he throws it, and it's gonna be caught down at the 15-yard line by Riesenberg, I believe. And it is, and that's a first down at the 25, make it. Boy, Daring and Henry almost got there. Clock stops momentarily to set the chains. It'll restart in a second, but West is already in the line of scrimmage. Now they wind the clock down to 53 seconds. Bolton looking to the sideline, really not a lot of time for him to waste. Out of the shotgun, takes the snap, drops to throw, looks right, fires right, and it's caught by Afari, yes. And they say he stayed in bounds. Down at the 21-yard line near the sideline. Pass was complete to number one. Clock continues to run, down near 30 seconds. Trip set right, one receiver left. Bolton out of the shotgun, takes the snap, drops to throw it. Looking right, firing right towards the end zone. And it is it going to be caught? It is. It's going to be a touchdown. Riesenberg made a great catch on a ball behind him and goes in for the touchdown with 22 seconds to go. So not over yet. Pass was complete to number two. Now they'll try the extra point kick. First this would down, make it a five six point or, five, six or six seven. No, they did not call it a t- touchdown. Yeah, they did. They're going to kick the extra point here. Yeah, he got in. Riesenberg got in. So they'll bring the kicker lane in to try the extra point with 22 seconds to go.
4: Touchdown for the
0: fiver. This would make it 41-36. Snap is a good one. The hold is down. The kick is on the way. and Did he miss it wide left? He did. No good. No good. So it stays a six-point differential with 22 seconds to go. We'll take a quick timeout and come back. The onside kick coming. Princeton recovers it. they win. They don't recover it. West has a chance with 22 ticks to go. 41-35 Princeton. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
2: For over 32 years, Nelson & Associates, a family-owned, Ohio-based, full-service real estate company, has specialized in the management and development of affordable housing communities. Choose Nelson and Associates for all of your real estate needs, whether it's sales, development, property management, or consulting. We are an experienced professional team providing quality service. For more information about Nelson and Associates, please visit us on the web at www.nelsonasc.com or call us at 513-961-6011. All right,
0: back here at Pat Mancuso Field, Jake Sweeney Automotive Group Stadium, 22 seconds to go. Lakota West out of timeouts, gonna onside kick it. They just recovered one moments ago. And now they'll try another one, trying to kick it to the far side, here it comes. It's squibbed along the ground and West touched it clearly early. Princeton, I think, is gonna recover it. It's not gonna matter, there's no, pa- I can they did not throw a flag, but that, that was clearly touched at the 48-yard line. They're gonna say, they're gonna say West has the football. That's impossible. A West player clearly touched that football at the 47-yard line before it went to 10 yards. I think Princeton still recovered it themselves. Now they say, hang on. They have not made a ruling yet. This group group of officials is not very good. It has not done a good job tonight whatsoever, and I hate to say that, but they have not. The player for West clearly touched the ball at the 47-yard line. Now they're going to call Princeton football. Now they do call legal touch. They did not throw a flag. That's the call, and that's going to do it. Princeton's going to take a knee. or That's all they need to do is take a knee. Like, nobody threw a flag on the play, but there's clearly a legal touch. He touched the ball at the 47. They do make that call, so I'll give them credit for that. But there was clearly an illegal touch. The ball did not go. The wreck was at 10 yards before it got touched. So Princeton with 20, they're going to still say I'm not sure how 22 seconds is left on the clock because that's what there was when the kick occurred. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter. If Princeton takes one knee. That's it. Dorian Durham's going to go out from under center. Thomas Boyd's going to back away up in case some buffoonery happens. Durham takes the snap, takes the knee, and that's going to do it. Princeton does not have to run another play. It was an overall impressive performance tonight with the backs against the wall, the need to win to likely get in the playoffs for the first time since 2007. And Princeton then had to survive a late Lakota West rally to knock off Tom Bolden and the Lakota West Firebirds. They're likely playoff bound. Next week, Princeton will conclude its regular season against Mason. Final score to pass along, by the way. Mason has improved to 4-5 with a 41-22 win over Middletown. Princeton improves to 6-3 and three on the season. West drops to 6-3. and three. Vikings likely will move up, I would assume, to at least 5th in the Harbins in the region, probably no higher. But that should securely get them into the playoffs. you can probably check that at JoeIdle.com tonight and see what he thinks, or maybe tomorrow when they update all the scores over the weekend and see where things stand. But a big win for Princeton when it needed it. We thank you for being with us. For our producer-engineer, Zach Waddell, I'm Richard Skinner. The final score tonight, it's Princeton 41, Lakota West 35. You've been listening to Princeton Vikings football. We'll be back next week with a kickoff time of 7, airtime around 6.45 with the superintendent interview and our pregame coverage. Again, thanks for being with us. This has been Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, and as always, it's powered by Sidearm Sports.